Well, my dear friends, um, in addition to our wonderful our wonderful mascot, uh, Grogu Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, who I is, should take a picture of this. Absolutely, you should. Well, in addition to that, though, I decided to bring along a guest. Oh, okay. For this podcast, let me introduce you to my son. What? <laughs> wait why is it so cute (laughs) because it's part of a star wars line that is okay by the way it is it is the most adorable version of greedo prior to the shot it's a it's a little uh baby size rodian it's a little baby he's like swaddled and everything he's like in a little bag can you pose for the picture absolutely Thank you. I'm gonna wear them around my neck. The whole time. <laughs> hey. They've got one for for the. Uh, hey, can I see him real quick? Yeah, he's got galaxy eyes. Yeah, Y'all he's like the he's like the little baby Rodian in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, is that what he actually is? I uh, no no. There's just... an entire series of these that's just like Galaxy Pals or something like that. Oh, he does and, have uh, little my, galaxy my eyes. My wonderful girlfriend Sarah saw this in the discount pile at like walmart and it was like five dollars and so she was like oh, oh okay yeah. cool yeah you need this and she said specifically i want you to bring it to the next star wars therapy and i was <laughs> like all right i'm going to wear it around my neck the entire time and i've named him mcclunkin when does the mcclunky drop in empire strikes back i think it's when he says no luke i am McClunky. if you guys want to see uh our picture of our newest co-host then you can go to uh i'm sure you'll post it steven sure or I will post that. <laughs> One that of us from will, the real world. and most likely I'll put it in my uh, in my Star Wars therapy reel on Instagram. My so if you're watching this afterwards, you can go to my Instagram and you can probably see it. And now Steven is officially a father. And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan. Raider. I'll never give in. You killed my father! No, Buzz. I am your father. No! Welcome back to Star Wars Therapy, where we talk about Star Wars. And, and life. life. Today, we are returning to our uh, commentary format. Boys. We're striking back, can as you, it were. Can Dude, you explain? we're some kind of empire or something. The father, <laughs> the father connection is really apt here. Yeah, I thought it would be, because we're watching what is apparently... The best movie ever. Yeah. I cannot wait to watch Skateboard Kid 2. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. The skating. <laughs> I tried thinking of a movie about fathers, and all I could think about is the Meyerowitz stories. The one with the talking skateboard. <laughs> no, all I could think about was the Meyerowitz stories, but in my head, I'm like, wait, no one is that what it's that called? <laughs> Caleb, it did cross my mind while Steven was uh, out in his car getting a uh, little baby Rodian. Who I've left in the car like an irresponsible father. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I almost mentioned to you, like, you know what you should do? You should pull up a file called Empire Strikes Back and start playing Goodfellas. <laughs> we do need to do a Goodfellas commentary better, once we're through the saga films. Better yet, like just make it like a really serious movie. Like, oh, Empire Strikes Back. And then he starts playing like Schindler's List. And it's just like, uh, oh, there's not going to be much laughter in this. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> have we uh, have we told that story on the podcast? Yet? Yes, we have. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. The, that he tricked you into watching yeah, Ewoks He, he invited me Endor. over to watch Goodfellas, and I was like, oh, I've never seen Goodfellas. This will be interesting. He pulls up a file of a, uh, a sketchily downloaded uh, copy of Goodfellas, may or may not have been from a certain pirate bay, uh, and it, <laughs> he, he started playing it, and uh, it took, you know, a solid, like, 30 seconds before I realized it was not Goodfellas, and it was, in 
fact, Ewok Caravan of Courage. Yeah, he got up to the opening crawl where it just said Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci over and over again, formatted and everything. And he was like, huh. For those of you who are listening, thank you for joining us. We'll be talking over the movie, so you're welcome to watch along. We are watching on Disney+. Plus. And uh, if y'all are ready to start, I will hit play once, once one of you gives Let's me go. a countdown. Three, two, one. Play. Happy New Year. And that too, if you're watching this on January 1st. So we still Which got is the th- three months after we've recorded it. Well, yeah, did but they guys, can listen to it anytime. Did you guys think that the uh, 20th Century Fox logo as a kid was part of the... Um, score for star wars uh, it fits I think so. really well Probably. so there is something to it that definitely like well i mean also like you watch these movies enough time and that logo just becomes part of the movie yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. it probably wasn't until i got into the x-men that i like really started to separate it emotionally <laughs> well especially with the x-men i think what was cool is that they always highlighted the Leaded little x, the x yeah and then they always had the little da-da-da-da at the very yeah. end like the score which i loved Oh, by the way, Empire uh, Strikes Back. This is uh, the best Star Wars movie, according to everyone. And it's also a dark time for the Rebellion. (laughs) Some might say that, although the Death Star has been destroyed. (laughs) Dude, that was just crazy, because I was just about to bring up how Imperial troops have driven Rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Would you say that they're evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet? I would say that. They're a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker. Luke and they, Skywalker. Has a, they has established new secret on base. Uh, uh, I'm I'm calling I, cap on that right guys, now. Guys, I can't Luke, read. I meant to tell you so long ago. Duke is not the leader by any stretch of the imagination. Guys, some evil Lord Darth Vader who's just obsessed with finding young Skywalker has he dispatched obsessed. literally thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space. <laughs> that I sounds... shouldn't use the word literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally so many probes. Uh, now, Luke is not the leader. I do not know what kind of bull this, this well, uh, crawl is trying to give us. Well, the well, no, the rebellion's weird because, like, you know, the, the five of them or whatever did something cool. And then they were just like, OK, everyone's a general now. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Luke. And also, like, to be fair, the Republic did people. that, too. <laughs> So this automatically is different because from before we saw the the Star Destroyer from the back and now it's striking back. Dude, it is By coming back. from the front? Wait, yeah. are those the thousands of probes that Vader sent out? Yeah, all five of them. Dude, that is literally <laughs> crazy. Much like how parsecs has a different meaning in the Star Wars universe, thousands means five. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> You we already... were counting the metachlorians within each of those probes. Y'all ready to see my favorite droid design? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I do like this one a whole lot because it's all like it's all gangly and like the arms move and stuff. It's really I, cool. I think it's really adorable. I think it'd be a shame if something happened to it. You know? It... <laughs> what 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 you saying there, Alex? I don't. Uh, do you know I something don't know. I, I don't know? You're uh, we'll spoiling find the out, best part of this movie. I really hope the best part doesn't come in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, and right. I, I really hope people aren't watching this for the first time with us. Oh, no, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so, so real quick, at the top, I just want to, I do want to, oh, man, I love the stop motion. On oh, that. yeah. I like that. Oh, man, I love that Tauntaun. I hope nothing happens to it. it uh, well, <laughs> man, I really like Luke's right hand. I hope nothing happens to it. It's probably his left. I really it's like his. his I really like his unscarred face. I hope nothing happens to it. <laughs> they cut off the left hand, and you're like, "Oh, thank God, it's not the right." Uh, so up top, 
this is known as like the best Star Wars movie. You have mentioned that I, a couple of times. Um, do you guys think that? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Barring okay. barring my rewatch of Last Jedi, where it will become my favorite. <laughs> In approximately 37 years, when we've crawled up to 200 listeners. Um and then we're finally doing Last Jedi. One of us uh, is going to be dead in 37 years. You've kind of jinxed us by saying that. Man, yeah. <laughs> Y'all enjoy that Take episode. Take your bets now. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is just assuming it's going to be him. The Wampa attack used to scare me as a child. Yeah. And like, I, would, I think it was the first stage of my anxiety. Because <laughs> I always knew when it would happen, but I would always just like like tense up in my chair. And then as soon as it happened, I'd be like, okay, we're good. Star Wars, something that gives me joy at all points and also gave me a condition. <laughs> oh, it's just the one time. Oh, Alex. Oh, no, you, you can probably attribute Alex, it to they, that. <laughs> they're they're going to go on your little tangent. They're oh. about to mention hell. No, oh. that's not for a little bit. But he's it? wearing yeah, the not jacket, okay. Caleb. It's oh, like I, how I thought the probe uh, droid was about to be destroyed, but it's not yet. Yeah, Wait, I, or did it? Also, can we just I wasn't point out, fully paying attention. Did it get destroyed? First off, yeah. <laughs> first off, gonks. Second, the production value is already skyrocketed just in that one shot of the hangar. Honestly. Like, yeah. So much more going on than like when they were prepping for the trench run. I definitely think to i mean obviously star wars is a runaway success like and then this movie like it, it feels like it just raises the stakes of everything but i think also a big factor in that is the production value i mean this scene alone where they're looking at these weird parabola radar things that i'm not i don't even know how they work but i'm like they look awesome like i don't know it definitely has more of a a grounded kind of feel as opposed to the first one because i mean this obviously the first one was saved in editing yeah. And yeah. so, like, with this one, it feels like, eh, we kind of had more of a vision. Hey, Steven, we kind of answered your question, but you didn't answer it. Do you think this is the best Star Wars movie? Um, I, I don't I don't know, honestly. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I It's a personal thing. I am much more of a fan of beginnings and endings the a middles, lot of the time yeah. than middles. Like, Lord of the Rings is a great counterpoint to this. Like, I really love Fellowship. I really love Return of the King. I really like Two Towers, but like it's just it's the one I find myself if I was doing a rewatch and I didn't have much time, I'd be like, well, I'll watch Return of the King. Yeah, yeah. Like makes sense. I don't know. It, it's definitely the one I engaged with the least as a child. So I think I don't really have much nostalgia for Empire Strikes Back. I just, you know, you know the moments. You know the big moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I it's def- it's not my favorite. I will say that, but it's it's definitely great if I'm being objective. Oh man, it, here's where she drops the really really bad word. Say it. You. Say it. Say it. Oh, I want to make a joke there where it's like, "What's your favorite Swedish rock band?" And he goes, "Aha." <laughs> <Nerf herder. laughs> no, when he says "Aha." <laughs> I thought I thought I thought it was nerf herder. <laughs> oh, she doesn't say nerf herder in this scene. Oh, okay. It's yeah, not so after Luke gets back. I'm, I'm just used to her being mad at Han. And then, see, I engaged with this one the least. I mean, so she like, is always mad at Han. So as you should be. That's fair. <laughs> I love my boy Han, but everyone should always be mad at him. Yeah. yeah most definitely. <laughs> um, mainly Chewie, but... Look how prominent they made C-3PO's butt in this scene. Well, that's, really... because, that's because... Did you catch... Chewy staring at it. They're oh, setting up the romance. He took off the glasses. Oh, okay. <laughs> he took off the glasses and he was like, "Oh yeah." The saxophone starts playing in the background. <laughs> the music is beautiful. 
I love how defeated C-3PO looks, even though, like, him covering his mouth does nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, he's <laughs> <Yeah>. a robot. <laughs> it doesn't that's, do anything. That's like putting a hand over a speaker. <laughs> like, don't worry, guys, my guitar is quiet now. Oh <laughs> uh, Can I just say I love, like, the Rebel style? Because it's, it's so, like, obviously, like, they just take, like, normal clothes that we wear and then kind of, like, modify them a little bit to give it, like, a little Star Wars look. Mm. But, like... I don't know. It's just there's something I really like about the whole vest thing. Yeah, I understand that. (laughs) Like, they look unique, but also, like, I think I've seen my dad wear something like that. It's (laughs) ragtag, but organized. What, yeah. I love, what yeah. I love about their style is how many mustaches there are. Wait, there wait. are a lot of mustaches. He says it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now goes the religion now. debate. <laughs> all right. All right. Alex, give That's, us the spiel. Isn't, wait, aren't we doing an episode on religion? Yeah. I'd much rather just save in the it future. for that. <laughs> in the future, I would like to, but I find that really I interesting mean, that they had even put that in the script and didn't think, what does this imply about the universe? You see, yeah. I think Harrison Ford was just yelling at someone. Well, <laughs> and, just, and, how. and they were like, ah, oh, it fits the character. <laughs> that line works. It's like how in uh, in the Mortal Kombat world, there is a hell dimension dimension called the Netherworld, but it's huh. run by, or Netherrealm, but it's run by Lucifer, like biblical Lucifer. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot. The ne- <laughs> Oh, man. You know, it's kind of crazy to think this is the first time we've seen someone use like force. Yeah. And I hate yeah. it. It wasn't pre-established. So I, no, hate yeah. it. I, I can't imagine what it was like being. In yeah, the it was theater. really stupid that Lucas made this de- decision. Yeah. Lucas truly. A <laughs> this is not soup. what the force is about. Obi-Wan <laughs> would never. The about. They really lost their way. <laughs> but yeah. But no, that's that's a very good point. Because in A New Hope, like the force is really only this thing that they talk about. And then when it's used, it's only in like a. Only in like a, a situational sense. feeling thing. It's not actually like a kinetic thing. Yeah, like and I, like Luke's actually just like, nah, I'm gonna grab my lightsaber out of the snow now. I don't know. It's kind of like when I think about Return of the Jedi and how like that's the first time you see Force lightning. And like I know Luke's being tortured, but I feel like if I was an onlooker, I'd be like, what the hell? What does he do? What? Like, <laughs> and here's you can thing. do that. I'm sure Return of the Jedi. Look, there is if Star Wars fans are anything, they're consistent, <laughs> and that is, I'm sure that the Return of the Jedi got a lot of flack it for did. that back in the day. But guess yeah. what? Wow, way to pull it's, that power out. Yeah, it's it's like 35 years later now, and everyone's accepted it as fact, and that's just kind of how it goes. Which yeah. I also think is a good reason why we started with the originals in our commentary, because it gives us even more space from the sequels and. You know, eventually when we get around to like the Rogue discourse One around yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, I think that I think that'll definitely help those future commentaries. Mm-hmm. I'm about to take off my child because the neck, the neck braces. Should is we hurting. pass him around? Sure. Ooh. OK, Alex, Uncle oh, Alex. Well, Caleb, you seemed like you were going up for it. Do you want it? next? Well, I am. You I'll... know, I'm a pretty good uncle. I'm not saying you're a bad uncle, Alex, but. Oh, OK, OK. You've been an uncle for what? All of five minutes. And now yeah. I'm the bad uncle. You've been, okay. a, you've been an uncle for, for the same <laughs> amount of time. Right? Right I have had a niece for five years, actually. Oh, I've really? had one. Oh, you're for, actually no, an uncle. No, no, no. This is, a, this, is a real, this is a real joke oh, I'm making. I've had a niece for five oh, years. Oh, you're Caleb's actually had an uncle. One for like one. Oh, I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, and when I said... No, I'm no, no. Pr- that was a very real joke I was making. I had no when idea. When I said I, I'm a pretty good Caleb uncle... Here, if you want him next... But I, I want him after you. Okay, when I said he's a, I'm a pretty good uncle, I completely forgot that you do, in fact, have not one, but two... <laughs> Yeah, I have a niece, I have a niece and a uh, nephew. Yeah. Okay, real quick about this scene. Can I just say I, I love 
how hopeless it feels for Luke. And for mm. those of you who are not watching, it's this, it's where Luke is just escaping the Wampa, but then he collapses. Yeah, in the in the like blinding snow. And I also God, that Tauntaun up close just looks so nasty. <laughs> like it just. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's a good detail they did with uh that that prop for the Tauntaun is like they I mean they had him looking fine in the other scene and they didn't like you know. It's just a little tauntaun. They didn't need to make him look exhausted, but they did. And yeah, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Like him being like covered almost with like ice, like where like the snot would be coming down his like nose and stuff. Yeah. I really enjoy little details, Star Wars ads like that. It's kind of like what you guys were saying in the uh, during the first one, where it's like, wow, the wear and tear on the droids. Yeah, it's like, I I didn't even think about that till we watched it. I was like, yeah, wow, they really did a good job. So two things about this scene. First off, it's introducing C-3PO's new character uh, character thing where he just announces stats a lot, um, <laughs> which I think, like, I always associate that as something central to C-3PO, but this is the first time he does it. Oh, two, interesting. When, when Chewie screams right there, like, I feel that. You, mm-hmm. you were talking about how you don't have that many memories of this, or at least not that, like, much fondness for it or however you phrased it Uh, basically it's just it's the one i engaged with the least i mean like i don't have any problem with it whatsoever it's just like like i said it's just who i am like when i reread comics i reread volume one or the end yeah Mm. but for me this is and it's partially because like of a character who we will introduce in in you know about an hour or so but i have such like a visceral relationship with this with this film where like we have a sound really low. I'm hearing all of it like crystal clear. Yeah. All of these shots feel tactile. Like I feel like I'm there. Yeah. Like this is such a familiar movie to me. And it's so like, I've had a rough month y'all. This is so much fun to actually get to sit down and like oh. watch through this one. Oh yeah. Especially I think this, this kind of is like, the, okay. So this, to me, this movie feels like in terms of like the cultural scope of star Wars, the first one is when people were like, whoa, you can you can do that. Like, that's really cool. This one to me feels like you can do that and make it a legitimately great film on all levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you know, and, and, partially because it got a better director. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And on top, well, on top <laughs> of that, too, they it, this movie wasn't saved in editing you know yeah yeah this movie was like all right we have what the first movie looks like now let's take that and naturally progress that story i do think it's pretty shady that they rip off the revenant here but you know yeah i know how dare they they stole it from the future uh and of course a bunch of people freak out because apparently only jedi can use lightsabers so that must mean han solo has the force no it's a weapon is that actually a complaint yeah i've heard that really i've heard it more as fuel for fan theories that he's a jedi but there have been so many stupid things around how lightsabers work and one of them was that jedis use the force to hold the blade back and no. so, like, yeah, I know. Uh, no, yeah, it's stupid. Well, but, it's uh, a spring-loaded <laughs> laser blade. Yeah, well, no, but like, we no, should but make like these the, and the distribute la- them. The laser would like keep going or whatever. I don't know. Oh, which which yeah. is not like canonically, that's not true because no, like, yeah. in Rebels we find out that you can shape the blade to be like, like you can make it longer or shorter depending on your size. Well, also, uh, believe it or not, I remember. I don't know if you guys ever saw these in school, but like they had like the the Star Wars like visual encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah, and. Like on the lightsaber hilt, it actually has like a little dial that's like that's like a uh, blade extender, like as if to say you can make it longer or shorter. 
So like I I just always figured it was that. Although I will say, uh, my girlfriend uh, definitely thought that only Jedi could use lightsabers as well. I mean, it makes a I mean, certain so intuitive I, it sense. It makes sense. It's like, just contradictory. Like you don't see many that aren't Jedi that. Yeah. Use so but, like yeah, I mean I get it. Well, also like why would why would someone pick up a lightsaber when they have a blaster? Like if you're untrained with a lightsaber. Uh, maybe it's just because i'm a nerd who like ninja stuff but if someone's like sword or gun i'm like sword like (laughs) i just mean like common people in star wars yeah that's fair um but i'm sure i'm sure the lightsabers of all the jedi killed in order 66 were probably uh those probably all ended up in like collector's hands and all this stuff i bet there's a black market for those that'd be pretty wild so first off one thing that like i really love too is that just I hate the term gritty, but it's like one of the only words that describes what gritty means. Um, and it's like, like you know, there's no proper synonym. Oh, okay, real quick. I love the medical droid. The medical droid is my favorite droid besides Proxy. I love him so much because he just looks so weird and it looks like he's wearing a gas he mask. He looks like he has a skull. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's true, he does. Um, no, I, I really love all of the, the like grit on like their helmets and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like it's super dirty. Um, and meanwhile too, like you look at C-3PO and R2 and they just look better. Yeah. Like they uh, just Luke look shinier. Them, I imagine. Yeah. Get some of those little oil baths that they like. <laughs> They're just bathing in WD-40. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, she's looking <laughs> that's at That's what Han. they were wanting to do in the, in, on Tatooine in the, in, uh, New Hope. God. It's true. Okay, well, we're we're heading up to the first uncomfortable scene. <laughs> oh, the goes, scene's fine. Uh, <laughs> the oh. incest, not so much, but the scene is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. The scene's great. It's really, really screwed up, but the it's The medical great. droid's just standing back there. Like, I get that they I just mean, moved the prop back there and, like, was like, oh, scene decoration, but I just love the idea that he's just staring at them. <laughs> just he watching is. this human debacle. <laughs> He's just charging. Whoa, He's hey, that is our word. Scruffy, Scruffy looking? looking? Nerf herder. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Han right here. <laughs> I was going to make a great joke about Wait. how... Oh, yes, kiss. Oh, uh, it's the second one. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to get the third in this movie, too, and it just gets weirder. Han Wait, was... what's the third? That she's like laying down in the Millennium Falcon. Oh. And she's like, I'm going to go take care of the Isn't that whatever. on the forehead, though? No, it's on the lips. Is it really? Okay. It's on the lips. <laughs> I don't remember that. But... Han was giving Luke some like real Manosphere like comments right there. It's almost like he should be on like Andrew Tate's podcast. Or Han's something. a bit of a Sigma. Oh, my he... God. <laughs> kind of. Sigma. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying we just need to be some top G's. Look, I'm just saying we need to do our own research. You know what? I'll buy him a Lamborghini and send it to his house. Uh, so um, I, I had something else I wanted to say about that scene, and I've completely forgotten. Is it about how TikTok is trying to censor me? No. <laughs> I want Harrison Ford to go on an anti-TikTok rant. Now listen. Do you actually do you think he's a like I'm sure he's heard the term TikTok, but do you think anyone has been like explained it to him and told him he should get one? Yeah, they were trying to do it while he was trying to land the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Information overload. And we know how that ended. <laughs> and there goes our chances. Which of time? <laughs> there, there goes our chances of getting Harrison Ford on the podcast. I can hope. Hey, no, seriously. First off, rip uh, probe droid. Second off, 
my the I this is the movie that made me realize not realize but like actualize that actors are people outside of their movies because my mom walked through the living room while we were watching this and she stopped and she's like, is that Harrison Ford? And I'm like, no, that's Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> after this, he went to Wendy's. Like, <laughs> And then I had to realize this man has been in movies that my mom actually likes, like something in the nineties, <laughs> air force one, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Get off my plane. Look, I, I understand your mom's not like the most Star Wars savvy person, but did she really know Harrison Ford? Yeah, I was like, did she on... really not know Harrison Ford was in Star Wars? <laughs> nope. What? That's wild. Yeah. I mean, mom, mom's like, probably my, my knows... parents can't tell you two things about Star Wars, but like at least the Ooh, one thing they can, they can is tell that you Harrison James Ford is Han Solo. Is in... <laughs> that would be fun. Let's get let's get our moms in for, in for an episode and just ask them ask them to explain okay. Star Wars to us. Here's the <laughs> thing: no, real yeah. talk, though, I would love to have an episode where we just bring our dads in. I've definitely because I think all that. of our dads would be like fun in different ways for the Ooh, podcast. That should be an April Fool's episode where they replace us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just give him the format and tell him to run with it. Oh man, Vader's armor too just looks way cooler in this. Cause like the thing it's is, it's all shiny. The, now. Yeah, with the other one, like it was much more like you could kind of see some of the smudges and stuff. With mm-hmm. this one, they were like, no, we gotta buff that before we put it on screen. Also, uh, well, Imperial March first time. Oh really? Is yeah, it? Yeah, it it doesn't appear until this film. There's yeah. a lot of. Huh. It's it's one of those things where you associate a lot of the music with all the movies. Wait, hold on, I hold on. Is it not in uh, when they're boarding Tantive Four? No, I don't no, think I don't so. Really, this is the first time it. I pops thought out. I thought it played as Vader walked in. Maybe is it really it, not? Maybe in? in one of the special. Maybe, maybe for like a but second, but I, I don't remember it being as prominent as it is in this one. Let huh. me look this up while we are. Well, we are. Uh, Can you do it on your phone? Oh yes, because I almost uh, messed yeah. up the thing. Uh, <laughs> I kind of forgot that my laptop is hooked yeah, up to the I TV. I kind of forgot we were recording a podcast <laughs> and watching a movie. Hey, Alex, <laughs> I'm clearly irresponsible. Take uh, what's what did you name him? McClunken. 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 Uh, make sure that you shake the head really hard. It gets the it gets the <laughs> gets the brain growing. <laughs> His first words. He's like a Pokemon. <laughs> he just says. He only his says name. McClunkin. Oh, this is nice. I'm not gonna lie, Alex. You look legitimately cute holding. <laughs> holding. Look, I will be a cute dad. Okay. See, that's actually. I am that, very self aware of that. that. I am not a cute single man, but I will be a cute dad. <laughs> I've already prepped for the next next stage in life. You see how he's resting on my belly like this? Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> See, that's actually one thing I've, I've determined. I'm guy. like, you know, uh, Sarah and I have, have talked about, you know, like, oh, will we have kids? Will we not? I'm like, you know, honestly, if I don't have kids and I end up being like the coolest uncle I can be, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm the cool uncle right now and I'm having the time of my life. You're so. the only uncle in this room. So uh, no, no, Caleb is an uncle. <laughs> I've got a niece. Do you? She's just a lot younger than I'm the Alex's. only one. huh? No, no. OK, going back to it. I was very serious about that joke. <laughs> Caleb's literally had a niece for like, was she a year now? She'll be a year soon. Yeah. Yeah. For like almost a year. It, hang on. Only niece, no, and on like I've hang had it longer, on, so on, that's on, what on, the on. joke was coming from. And yes, I know he has Dayquil and no, Nyquil. I'm on asking his. a question. <laughs> that's the guy from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, I think that's so. the Nazi guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. He's a Nazi in this too. Yeah, and he's also oh, yeah, he's a space Nazi. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in Game of Thrones too, right? 
Not that I know of. Let me look this up. Can oh, we yes. just talk I was about how dope you looking Darth up Vader? Right uh, no, I was correct about Imper- uh, the uh, Imperial March. Cool. Can we just talk about <laughs> how dope Darth Vader's PC setup is right now? Honestly. What, what do you think he plays? Uh, Fortnite. Uh, I think he just streams. He's in Fortnite. I, I think was he streams in uh, he streams. Or no, he plays CS:GO. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He okay, is a real quick. Can I just say, I love that in this scene, Vader is choking him through the TV. Yeah, like there is something so Across intimidating. Ships. Yeah, there's something so intimidating about that. You can only <clears throat> you can only get that if you have a thirty ninety. <laughs> <laughs> you can only do that if you're a Twitch affiliate. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you get the ability to choke all the words. Anyway, I was going to say he just streams on the just chatting section and it's just straight imperial propaganda. <laughs> I mean, but have you ever really thought about the Rebel Alliance? I mean, they're called rebels. Vader swiping through Omegle just force choking people. <laughs> I also love this too. Like, regardless of the fact, you know, you can debate whether or not she's general or whatever, but like, Leia has such a presence in this movie as opposed to, like, not to downplay her in A New Hope, but, like, the thing is, like, she is the damsel in distress. Like, until she gets until taken she out, gets and out she, like, she's like, great. Immediately. But the, the thing is, I'm saying her function in that story is the goal. Like, she's the thing we're trying to save. And then, like, in this movie, she immediately is in the middle of all the troops telling them what to do and, like, saying, no, do this, do this, being very authoritative and, like, and and assertive and oh, I, I really love well, that about can I, her alex hugo because i have a rant oh, I, oh okay. okay i was just gonna hey, the, boob the gun, boob gun. <laughs> i was just gonna say like that's the thing i really respect about her and, and and you know canonically she is this way before a new hope it's just a new hope is what really like uh set her in with the yeah, rebellion yeah she's just like she's always been in charge yeah and like like she's always stepped up to the plate like regardless of whether you know she's a little princess or not like she is she's always been the commander she always like she just has that about her personality where she's like okay we need to get this done yeah and so i'm gonna get this done so i love each like i would say each movie of the original trilogy my favorite of the main trio is different so like first one's han last one it's luke this one it's definitely leia i love leia in this movie so that's very fair i get that and Um, it's kind of funny because like their their arcs aren't necessarily like the focus of the movie but like you can always have a favorite i really i enjoy that but um i saw this ted talk one time it was like a tedx talk so it wasn't like a real person or whatever like a famous person (laughs) Um, (laughs) ai generated the ai ai, yeah i was gonna say Um, the ai ted talks ted ai talk but it was it was the stupidest it was the stupidest thing ever because he was like I showed my daughter Star Wars and she hated it because there are no women. But then I showed her Wizard of Oz because there are women and she loved it. That means Wizard of Oz is a feminist movie and Star Wars isn't. I'm like, what? Are you comparing comparing Mm. the Good Witch of the East, the Wicked Witch of the West and Dorothy Gale to Princess Leia Organa, (laughs) the coolest person alive? That made me so mad, and I still think about it. Dude, I don't blame you. Not yeah, only that's... that, you're, you're comparing Judy Garland to Carrie Fisher, and I, I just don't think that's apt comparison. Like, I love, I, I love both of those actresses, but... I, look, yeah, I, I'm just saying, one has... Anyway. I think, I think just because you get a TED Talk does not mean you are good with media literacy. It was so stupid. I hated that is, it so that is much. such a dumb argument. Also, if we're talking about actual feminist film, neither of them are feminists. However, like... I, I mean, Leia does a significantly better job of it. <laughs> yes, and Wizard of Oz, yes. And I love Wizard of Oz, too. But we have to, like, this was 
just a dude trying to generate a hot take so he could have a TED talk. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I, I find it funny too. To I, I think in regards to that story, I don't, not to get into an entire conversation, especially in in front of the really cool uh, camel walker scene, but like the fact is, is that like. It, it ultimately boils down to how you treat the characters in your movie, not just what characters are in your movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I find that it's like representation, and there's representation, and then there's good representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things about the scene. One, I love that, like, immediately Luke is like, I have no backup. Yeah. Automatically, the ATATs just blow everyone out. If anything, mm-hmm. it really is kind of telling you, like, what luke's journey in this movie is going to be like he's not going to have his friends to back him up when he's doing the really important stuff but he's going to try to do the real really important stuff for his chair uh, for, uh, sorry for his prayer for his friends i, I don't know why i said chair i thought you were leading into a joke know, with I it i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> you see i kind of missed it because going off of what you were saying i was just imagining han on dagobah with yoda and it was not going very well yeah that was weird <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. Okay. Um, uh, the other question, the other thing I wanted to ask. Yeah. What do you think made them think camels? I think it's elephants, right? Wasn't that their Is reference that it? point? I think oh, so. I don't know the actual. I mean, that makes sense. Because, like, weren't I, elephants used in, like, Indian warfare or something? Well, I could also yeah. see Whereas maybe it, it's a different thing. But I like, could also yeah, see it, it being sense. drawn from, like, Lord of the Rings. Well, and also, like, Hannibal used them when he attacked. Well, he what? did, uh, he, yeah. Hannibal. He brought, uh, not Hannibal the historical. Oh, general. thank God! I thought I thought you were just like, yeah, in the books, you know, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter is just like, that's right. In order to get my meat, I will use the most dangerous animal on no, the planet. No, no, during the, the ATAT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh, which war was it? Um, I think it was the second. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Anyway, but he brought camels over the mountains into Italy when he ran his big campaign. He oh, was cool. he was probably going to win the war for Carthage, but then he got called back to a, to lead a battle in a war and lead the army in a battle that just couldn't be won. It was basically a suicide mission, and so uh, Rome won the. I think it's Platonic War. I can't remember. Anyway, welcome take to Star away, Wars Therapy, where you learn about Roman degree. history. Take away my <laughs> classics degree. <laughs> It's gonna bug me. I'm gonna look it up now. Also, yes, Julian Glover, the guy who was that one dude, uh, was in. He was the Grandmaster in uh, in Game of Thrones. Oh, cool! I didn't even think about that. He looks so different because he's just an old man now. Right. I always thought of him as the the other Dennis Hopper. Like he's almost Dennis Hopper, but he's not quite Dennis Hopper. Um, yeah, I don't know. I always just pictured it being a scenario like like they're like, we need something for them to be fighting against in the snow. What should they be doing? What should they be doing? Hey, George, what should they be doing? They just kept bothering him, and he was like, camels. Camels. I don't, camels. I don't I know. Camels. Shut up. Also, can we talk about that one frame where Vader was like just super little? On yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. great. <laughs> and not I, just that, the way he like puts his hands on his side. Yeah, he does like, like a little Wonder up, Woman pose. Yeah. He's like, oh, guys, I, take I, out the rebel base. I wish that it was like... <laughs> like pitched properly for like him to be small so he's like you'd better get doing that commander like i would really love it if he was just a little high-pitched vader <laughs> it was... i love the lightning effects oh it's so great god they look so cool <laughs> sorry also, to bring did us... you guys notice that one guy had like blood on his face yeah oh That's, yeah i've never noticed that before that's Wait, awesome Zach, the guy who got no, shot no, no there was another uh there was another uh, uh pilot who was like oh. he had blood on his face i was whoa that's crazy um Sorry, Caleb. Uh, so, yeah, I was going to bring a soft topic. It's the Punicorts. I like how he like tries to get him out and then 
like can't. He's just like um, not worth it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sorry, Dak. Is a Punic Wars? I was thinking of Ptolemy for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> the other thing about Gotta this, clarify it for all the people <laughs> going. I'm um, actually <laughs> the other thing. The other and I love the ATATs, but the other thing about them is that they are like they're just excessively large. They tower yeah. over yeah. everything. And it's it really does nail down the visual difference between these two forces. I mean, very well, similar to kind of what the Star Destroyers did in the, you know, in that first yeah, shot of the original. Yeah. I think of anything, too, it's just it really is demonstrating that at all points of this struggle, the rebellion is on a losing side. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what ground they cover, it feels like it will never be enough. And it's so important to nail that down when, la- like, the last movie ends on such a big victorious note. Yeah. Now, it's like it's a little bit more realistic about it. And this is also just shot really well, like a war movie would be. Yeah, Obviously, all the explosions, the, the no man's land, yeah, and like dirt flying everywhere. <laughs> there are some quick zooms and stuff. It's yeah. great. Also, I just love that. Like, okay, I, I won't go on about the special edition changes and all that, but the one thing I'm glad they didn't change in this is the fact that the ATATs are practical yeah. and that they're stop mm-hmm. motion, and it just looks so good like they're a little jumpy because you know it was 1980 but like yeah. it, it looks really good though i it's very believable like i there's not a point where i'm like that's fake um well then it, it really works with them too because i mean you know they're these massive walkers that move slowly and awkwardly and so like i think the stop motion also just like really like lends itself to the characteristic of the walkers themselves yeah so. slow and lumbering like look yeah. at that right there like that looks That's like perfectly yeah. fine yeah i honestly think the i i will say the i really like the ones in rogue one but i these are just great because it just feels mm-hmm. like an entire like battalion of them it feels like a concentrated effort mm-hmm and how they don't have to move quickly. They can just stand there. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's the same reason why like someone like Michael Myers is terrifying is because he doesn't run, <laughs> but he'll get to you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing about it is they move so like slowly and like that's they're just the looming threat that's constantly approaching. And I think um, this is the part in the original cut where the wampas attack. Yeah. Which <laughs> is yeah, oh, that's you didn't where know the video this? game gets uh gets brought in. Is that in the theatrical release? Uh, no, not theatrical. It was it's cut a deleted scene. Oh, yeah. you can find okay, it. Okay, cool. I was it's, like, I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, yeah, no. There, there was a during the escape, <laughs> the, the Empire is coming in, but also these wampas are breaking through the walls. Which Whoa. I'm glad they didn't yeah. put in because that just be makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> also, can I just say it would have been so easy to be like, well, Vader needs to blend into the snow. Why don't make his suit white? He doesn't like, need to blend in because no one here can touch him. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm just saying it would have been a. I could totally see some guy in like the the boardroom being like, "Oh, why don't we make it thing white?" And like, I'm so glad they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So glad they shut Chad in the boardroom down. I will Chad. say it would have been cool to see him like easily handle a wampa, though. Kind of like show like the difference between Luke and Vader. Yeah, show Luke. Like, like I'm not like, saying struggling. they should do it. I'm saying like if it was in there, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah, like, that, that would be been pretty cool. solid. I mean, like just... if a Wampa just ran at him and he just pulled it out his lightsaber out and then just like it, swung at him. Yeah, and, it would be a really and weird... then just killed him. <laughs> it would be a really weird criticism to be like, I, I wanted the Wampas to attack the place. <laughs> <laughs> Something that oh, the I meme. wanted Wampa time. Um, it's just it's it's one of those things where it's like the Wampas. If they're intelligent, like low-level human intelligence, whatever, 
why would they choose then to attack? And then if they're wild animals, wild animals don't <laughs> usually run towards the explosions. Yeah, like, there's like uh, you cut back to one lone wampo, like wearing like the chieftain hat, and he looks back and goes, "Hear me, my brothers! <laughs> now is the time to strike." That'll be our fan film. It's yeah. just us in wampa suits. <laughs> <laughs> Clash of Womp. Uh, <laughs> Clash of Womp. <laughs> oh, hey, Vader, episode. you know that thing you can do where you can pull back ships? Yeah, don't do that now. Hey, guys. Shut up. I'm pull kidding. the handbrake. I'm break. kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It wasn't established not, not yet. Not give it's any okay. credence to that. <laughs> That's fair. I wasn't. Uh. <laughs> Caleb's like, oh, I really liked Obi Wan, but I can't justify that. No, like I actually couldn't. I did. I was not processing what Alex was saying because I was thinking <laughs> about something else in the movie. <laughs> um, I actually, I'll be honest. I like uh, with Andor coming out. I was thinking back to Obi Wan. It's like I really do enjoy that show, but I have not thought about that much. Obi Wan. Um, yeah. 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 I, once it ended, it kind of like. Which thank, thank God it went away in the discourse, but <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like uh, my thing is I just think about the end of it, you know, and how that kind of affects how I view the, the original trilogy, because like, you know, I mean, I, I was listening to our commentary today on a new hope just to kind of prep for this. And it was like, I was thinking about him calling him Darth and how it was really cool to kind of see that evolution of how he viewed Anakin. And even in this movie, we're going to get that, you know, the truth is, uh, you know, not a lie if you don't say it. That's like in, that's yeah, that's the exact quote. That's in return. <laughs> that's in return. Um, what is it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because he, does he has to yeah, know yeah, that. I got you. Yep. Sorry. I just think I, about him on Dagobah. So. I love. I love. It's all right. We can from, circle back in about three oh, months. And also, yep. <laughs> holding him, you may think that this is Chewie just shoving C three PO out of the way because he's gaining in the weight. No, it's because he wa- he wants him to be safe. They Hold love each other. Close now, you're yeah, yeah. Wookie. Um, great maneuvering here. Really fun, like escape scene, uh, with the Tie Fighters like being the immediate threat, but then the Star Destroyers being like this. Oh wait, there's there's always gonna be something coming after you. Yeah. Like, mm. Which I really like too, because if anything, you know, I mean, the big action set piece in the last movie was involving the tie fighters and they were so terrifying in there and they made a noise that i will not repeat i was about to say um, steven how did they sound oh they sounded like hello by the way i i gotta show you this later caleb but they do have a version of that trench run scene where they do just replace well, the sounds with the howie scream i'm sure they Can do we, and it's amazing <laughs> I'm sure they do. Just real quick, because I know we'll take it too far. Uh, can we talk about how there was just straight up a shot of Han's butt? Yeah. It's just they weren't even like, he was just dummy thick. Listen, he is the sex appeal in this They're movie. They're like, we're just going to the sex appeal. Until we get to Lando. Lando. Yep. I was like, if your next answer is not Lando and it's Lobot. <laughs> until we get to Yoda. Uh, it is Lobot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, the thanks, Lobot. Lobot's my you. new kink. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about Lobot when he shows up <laughs> for three seconds. Yeah. Um, I, well, I have about three seconds of stuff to say about him, but <laughs> I really love him. <laughs> By the way, on a completely unrelated note, so I I started a new job recently for the listeners. I started a new job recently, and uh, there is a guy who looks exactly like George Lucas. I thought you were going to say exactly like Lobot. <laughs> I was going to say, I know what he's, you need to get on. <laughs> he's got way too big of a hearing aid. I'm like, that, there's no way the doctor recommended that. <laughs> he said it would help my brain, too. Um, no, there's a guy who looks exactly like George Lucas, 
and like he doesn't sound like George Lucas, oh, which, is a, which that, is a bummer for a me. Shame, yeah, but like. The other day I went into the bathroom and he was at the urinal and he like turned around to see who was there, almost showing stuff and Wait, like full body turned yeah, around, like, not like, like he like, not looked, like leaned over his shoulder. No, kind of he thing. like looked around and he was like, Hey, what's up, man? Like continuing to go to the bathroom and I'm just sitting there like Old people love to talk to you while you are just trying to get your business done. <laughs> There's a lot of they pee. <laughs> There's a lot uh, of Steve Lukather steps off stage mid-show to pee in a <laughs> trash can. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain that in a bit. <laughs> no, we, I think I think that I don't think let, I want to explain that, that for a third time for today. But <laughs> no, I also think we can't uh, reveal our sources on that piece of information. Yeah, so. no, that's let true. it be known. Apparently, the lead allegedly. guitarist of Toto allegedly a, allegedly <laughs> the lead guitarist of Toto is a bit of a jerk. Anyway, <laughs> and, who decides he to urinate not... in a can? Be in a trash can during a keyboard solo every single show <laughs> on demand. That makes me think. That makes me think of uh, the podcast "My Brother, My Brother and Me," which one of their running bits is, of course, that allegedly uh, Tom Cruise or not Tom Cruise, Ted Steve Cruise. Lugather. I say allegedly Tom Cruise a lot of things. Allegedly, anyway. Ted Cruz uh, likes to pee himself because he likes a warm feeling of piss running down his pants. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, I may or may not have liked several tweets involving this. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, it's such a powerful word. <laughs> so, okay, there was a deleted scene. Uh, for those of you watching with us, uh, we are about to see Yoda for the first time. Well, the yeah, we're first ever Dagobah. appearance of Yoda in anything. Oh, I, I find worry. that amazing. I, I will freak out. I I really do I really do think it speaks to you as a as a person that your favorite character in anything is Yoda. I'm glad. Because uh, I, I think it's kind of funny. All of our Star Wars character favorites. Mine's Darth Maul. Alex is Ahsoka. And then yours is Yoda. And I just, I don't know. I'm like, oh, that always that always speaks to something about us. And mine is probably that I'm secretly extremely rageful and obsessed with one person. And Alex's is Who that? will remain Mine's, nameless. Uh, played by Rosaria Dawson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think more accurately, mine is a uh, formerly religious person who just wants to do the right thing despite what the order has told oh, her. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> mine's a formerly religious person. I think I per- really connect to that. <laughs> and mine's a formerly religious person who's kind of mad about it. Oh, um, mine, so mine I'm is, with him. <laughs> mine is someone who's still in the religion but has rethought everything about his life. <laughs> Like, dude, wait, we <laughs> are these guys. <laughs> yeah, we're getting those tattoos. All right. I can't wait for the religion episode. Dude, I'm down it's to get be that so tattoo. Good. I would absolutely get a Darth Maul tattoo. I, very I soon. will get an Ahsoka tattoo at some point. You I will ha- get do or do not tattooed on my body. But what? You wouldn't get a little minimalist Yoda? I don't he know. Wants, I don't know what I text, would. Mostly. Yeah, well, hmm. not totally, but I don't know. I don't know what my Star Wars tattoo will end up being. No, I've my, got mine's definitely gonna be. You know what I think would be dope. That I think you would actually really like, Caleb. Mm-hmm. If you get just got like a little minimalist outline of like his head. That's what I was thinking. Like, like I think I think you would really enjoy that. Yeah, maybe I, I'm having trouble with placement, uh, figuring out his. But that's fine. I have a bunch of other tattoos I want to get first. So. See that that's why I've always said, and I'll I'll end this tangent so we can get back to the movie. But like I definitely, I have segmented off limbs for tattoos where I'm like, all right, any dumb video game, comic book, or cartoon character, right leg. And then it's like anything music related, left leg. Like 
Don't yeah. worry, Darth Vader will be segmenting off some limbs in a minute here. <laughs> um, about an hour or so. Yeah, about I love Dagobah, by the way. It's such a creepy place. So mm-hmm. there is a scene at the end of... Oh, man. Also, I, what is that I forgot thing? about that. Yeah, it's just I forgot a about R2 thing. getting eaten by a swamp, a swamp monster. Yeah, who knows? Who cares? You'll never find out because it's Dagobah kind of awesome. wants to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of why, like, I'm like, man, of all the planets. <laughs> it's oh, well, that's, I know why. It's because yeah, yeah. of the force sensitivity of the planet. But anyway. It's teeming li- with life, just not yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- so there was a deleted scene at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith that apparently played in some theaters, but not others, um, with uh, Yoda landing on Dagobah. Yes, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. The... I know it's a little thing, but would you guys have preferred that? I like the reasoning that they didn't do that which is they were tying it back to they were tying it back to obi-wan and focusing on him and then ending with a focus on where luke's at mm-hmm. i like that yeah, it makes sense i i don't think the movie would be any worse if they had included the dagobah landing though i was about to say i think i've seen that clip online it's only like 15 seconds like it's not a big deal yeah i just didn't know if you guys found it like necessary because like some people i wouldn't say it's necessary but i think it'd be all right i think some people like you know a lot of the time are like oh, Star Wars is just trying to explain where everything comes from sometimes, and so like I didn't know if like that ran the gambit for you guys. No, no I, I don't care. Especially because oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like that the prequels have that much for it, except some stuff in Fan Menace. But... This scene with Vader, and you see the back of his head, and yes. it just is so charred and like just dead. And I, I like he, he looks back, he's like, "Yeah, you just saw that, and I don't care." What about it? Where's well, my neck? Anyway. Well, and because he's like, if you tell anyone, you're dead. <laughs> like, this guy is like, I'm going to go home and drink that out of my memory. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> he looked like a thumb, but you worse. See, back but, into the gaming dome. But yeah. he looks so desensitized by it. So I imagine it's something he sees at least semi-regularly. <laughs> see, I think he's just like, trying he... to repress. Yeah, where, uh, yeah where Vader asks him to come in and rub the gold bond on it. <laughs> Maybe maybe he got Not his maybe he got his job is like it's funny a, your head smells like head and shoulders but you don't have hair or dandruff exactly maybe he got to <laughs> start as a as a uh, stormtrooper at the castle and so he just saw he saw Vader in the bathtub tank every day yeah oh by the way Caleb I I noticed something that you did that I did for a long time you referred to his planet as Mustafa 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 and it's Mustafar. Yeah, too bad. But uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know the reason why you. No, no. I know the reason why you did it though, and because I did it the same way. It's because Emperor Palpatine goes, "You will go to the Mustafar system. system," and it's just funny that I'm like, "Huh, we probably did the same thing there." I mean, Mustafa to be fair, if you're better. if you're only hearing it for the most part, then like, yeah, like yeah, that, that makes it's sense. just funny how we. I both only came knew to that it was Mustafar because like uh, I played like the original Battlefront two, and where exactly. they say it like a few more times, and you see it spelled out, and it's like, okay, it's Mustafar. It's like yeah. a regional yeah. dialect thing. Real Mustafians don't even pronounce Mustafians. it. Mustafians. Yo, what you doing? We're Mustafar. Hey, I'm Mustafar in here. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> that would be so insane if they were all just a Jamaican ripoff. Oh, I was thinking I'm not like, about to do an accent. I, I was I'm, thinking like Brooklyn, but okay. Oh, is that what you're? Going yeah, like yeah, I'm walking here. I'm walking. That's my. Favorite. Well, him following up with that makes make, makes it like work. So I'm yeah. the, I was I'm just wrong. Oh, so yeah, this scene. yeah I get you. y'all. This scene. Oh, so, where he has the hot dog. He's setting up <laughs> camp. Yeah, we're gonna get the, we're gonna get a lot of stuff here in this scene. There's there's a lot of juice in this scene to 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 suckle at. 
<laughs> Yoda's gonna be suckling on something. Empire. <laughs> Episode five. Suckle. Uh, suckle. <laughs> what if it was just Empire the, suckles back? The, <laughs> I was just about to make that joke. <laughs> the Empire suckles. suckles. <laughs> so he gets all his band equipment out, uh, but unfortunately, he's replaced all the racks in his case with a uh, really, food. It really is just like a touring case. Like we're being watched, dude. Have you ever noticed how weird he d- pronounces that line, though, Stephen? What do you mean? When Luke turns around, he goes, like we're being watched. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he does say it very like, hey, everyone, check it out. Wait, Caleb, did I point this out to no, you? No, our friend Ben pointed ben it out Ben pointed it out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One night we were hanging out at your house. I don't even think we were watching the movie. We may have been, but but yeah, and we're getting Yoda. I love him. He looks great. He looks real. I want to hug him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he very much is like, words do not make one great. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop quoting Hilda. No, you're fine, dude. This is exactly <laughs> what this is for. You're supposed to geek out over this stuff. Mm. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, he's got the hot dog. Mine! <laughs> Yoda's, about, mine. To, Yoda's mine. about to light up some wacky tobacco. I definitely <laughs> shouldn't be quoting him before he says the line, though. <laughs> and look at this puppetry. It's so, like... Obviously, Frank Oz is doing it. The Henson Company made it, but it's so complicated. I love it. I Dude. just really love how this movie bookends uh, butt shots between uh, Han running in peril between and Yoda. the sex appeal and the other <laughs> the sex, real appeal. sex appeal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's you know, I mean, watching the you know, you see him in the prequels and everything. And like he's either in the he's either in the chair or like he's walking in and he's all CGI and whatnot. But like, yeah, you never really just like see like you never see his legs. That, and that's a weird thing to point out with Yoda. <laughs> that, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's there's something really funny about him just bent over, sticking his face inside of. Well, it automatically <laughs> makes him feel real because yeah, like, yeah. you don't see Cookie Monster's legs because it's a TV show. They don't have time to do that. But right. this is a movie. Yeah, and like I, I like it too that I mean you said it, you know, everything about Yoda feels very real. It feels very believable. And I think that's one thing Star Wars really just I kinda I kinda said it in the last commentary, but like that first movie brings you into the world not not purely by characters, but by the world itself yeah, looking yeah. and feeling like something you can tangibly touch. Mm-hmm. And like that's kind of what this movie like I believe they're on a completely different planet. Like, I believe Dagobah is a separate place from Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of the the amazing thing. And I, I also love, you know, the 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 kind of reasoning that George Lucas had behind putting Yoda in the movie. It was, you know, it's twofold of him going like, well, you know, I killed the other mentor and I was like, oh, no. And then <laughs> I need another one. But then it was like, I also, you know, he also wanted one that you learn that jedis can take all different shapes yeah it's yeah. not a matter of do you look like a warrior it's, it's it's automatically not only challenging luke's perspective but the audience's because the audience is not trained to know this yeah and that's something because i are i always knew who yoda was he was probably the first star wars character i saw in anything um so when he popped up, I never got that experience. I was just like, oh wait, are there multiple Yodas? Why isn't that one a Yoda? Where's Yoda? But I would have loved the experience of not knowing who Yoda was. Man, I, I thought about that kind of because I remember weirdly enough the the other Lord of the Rings thing I'll kind of say is that I, I very much compare Yoda to kind of the point of the hobbits, which is, you know, 
never underestimate someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, n- despite what they look like or, or you know, their physical limitations or anything like that. And it's like, but but on top of that, uh, Peter Jackson has a famous quote where he says, like, I debated giving myself hypno like hypnosis to forget making Lord of the Rings so that I could actually watch them like <laughs> Dude, and, and enjoy them. And but I'm what like, if I understand that, that though, because I would. Uh, yeah, right. Like that's you, <laughs> that you would run the gambit between the two. You really do. <laughs> I. Oh, my God. Oh, scoundrel. That's my uh, that's my safe word. I love how tacti- tactile this sound. set is. Like when she was messing around with all that stuff, it w- it like someone had to build that. And like mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of random scraps they had around the prop house probably. Yeah. But like it still feels so much re- realer than, you know, you have your you have your LED screens in the back that are projecting something for your yeah. characters. Sure mm-hmm. that stuff looks fine, but it doesn't feel real. Once again, it's the difference between Star Wars and oh, oh. Wait, oh. I, I'm not sure how I kiss, how I feel about kissing someone and not blood related. And ruined it like he does everything. <laughs> anyway, um, it's it's just a matter of like I, I I will say it again. There is some sci-fi that is just like we tacked a bunch of stuff on because we just want it to look weird and spacey. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the stuff in like not everything in Star Wars, but like. A majority of the stuff in Star Wars looks and feels like even if you don't know what the function of it is, there is a function to it. I would say the characters often, the background characters often are supposed to be the, this looks weird, which we will get in a little bit with the bounty hunters. Um, I also just love how, like, Darth Vader's being an idiot here, flying a bunch of Star Destroyers into an asteroid field. Uh Trying to find Han Solo, yeah. But shows how, like, obsessed he is. I mean, well, that's that's something they... Oh, sorry, yeah. Alex, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's a good segue to the really funny thing I just wanted to bring up. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's a good point, because that you see an asteroid literally hit a Star Destroyer and actually take out the bridge. But the really funny thing I wanted to point out is you see the three admirals all right there, and one of them goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just puts his hands up like he's just watching it. He's like, oh! oh. So, a couple of things. <laughs> I am glad that they changed it to... Uh, Ewan McGregor. Um, uh, sorry, Ewan, Ewan McGregor. Ian McDermott. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'd be great if it was Obi-Wan. I, 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 that. The, I will say, the, though, the original Emperor looked dope, though. Do you know that was a woman? She looked dope. Yeah, no, I mean, like, they, they've had some guy voice it over, but it was, like, some old lady, like, just with, like, makeup on it. her head. The one thing I don't like in this, though, is that the dialogue has changed from the original to where it just kind of makes the point a little bit redundant to where like he says like i have no doubt that luke skywalker is the offspring of anakin skywalker and it's like i'm pretty sure vader could have put that together why was he on hoth in the first place (laughs) oh that's why it wasn't just because it was some kid who blew up my dad's car like what like i don't know man it's a little weird you know i really want to hear the perspective of uh someone who's watching that scene for the first time because the thing that bothers me about that scene isn't so much all of that it's that like it's just the hologram of him looks so so much higher quality and so different compared to everything else it very much that like was you know originally put in or maybe like slightly altered because it's just straight up new and i think that's off-putting to me but also i'm looking at it through a lens of like i know what it looked like before that 
And so I'm just I don't know. I want to I want to see what someone it very much thinks is about like that, everyone like had who's a, seeing it for the first time. Everyone had a video project in class and like everyone had Windows Movie Maker and the one kid has Premiere and you're like ah darn it like I like why does Jimmy get that? Can I say that I mean there are a bunch there are a bunch of things that I love to emulate about Yoda. I would love to emulate about Yoda, but one that uh, I can't do because Alex is my best friend and I can't piss him off is huh? snakes's interior design like live snakes's interior design i think is really great but unfortunately, <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> alex would never come over to my apartment if i had live snakes just that is the, true so if you had live furniture. snakes lying around i would not be so here. Yeah. okay can i be but okay hold on hold on hold on a fear of snakes aside if they're just lying around like they are in Yoda's place, I don't think you're getting anyone over. Oh, no. I, Regardless yeah, of you, whether I, or not they're afraid of I'll snakes. I'll be real with you, buddy. This isn't over. a conversation you're having with Alex. This is a conversation you're having with both of us now. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I can't watch this scene without thinking of the bad lip reading uh, we're by the way for, for those of you watching we are uh, in the scene <laughs> where they're talking in yoda's hut rolling yeah i can't think i'm going penny for your thoughts well, <laughs> what's, what's interesting about that i hate brenda <laughs> yeah, and, and there it is <laughs> i, I can't not think of it it's yeah. just it's impossible what a what a great video honestly though. bunch of talented guys yeah really shout out to bad lip reading a channel that is much more successful than our podcast will probably ever be. But, you know, um, shout out to them. You know, yeah, go, go check them yeah, out. Yeah, make kind a of real a small use thing. out of Star Wars content. But anyway. I, I love... They haven't officially worked for the NFL at all. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no not, not at all. <laughs> I, love, I love the turn here that Yoda never, like, just, like, crosses his arms and is like, I am Yoda. Guess what? You've been had. He's, like, slowly revealing it because, like... He doesn't. He does not respect Luke at all. He is not giving him an inch. He has tested him. Luke has been like failed every step along the way, and he's like, "I'm not gonna waste my time on you. I don't see this going well." It, and also the 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 one part here where he says, "Oh, you will, you will," like, and his yeah. eyes get a little bit more like, just like squinted and i'm just like dude th that's creepy yoda's yoda legitimately is kind of scary in this movie yeah, too yeah because he's an old hermit he's... who's been on himself probably doing a bunch of dmt while he's just hanging out how, how I'm sure much he's doing that. oh my god yeah how much of the crazy <laughs> joe rogan sitting in the background <laughs> playing with all the snakes god that's that's i will never try that anyway how much of the crazy is him acting to test out Luke and just to trick him, how much of it is he's actually is a little crazy? I think we it's don't a little know, bit of and I, I, we don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't think anyone can properly measure that ratio because it's 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 both. ratio plus L plus Jedi fell off. <laughs> well, let me pull up <laughs> a square plus C squared equals B squared. I um, forgot. I'm the only one here on Twitter. Well, no, you're on Twitter. You've probably seen that. Me? Huh? Me? Aren't you? No. Oh. No, oh, yeah, I choose I choose life anyway. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just with the amount of people who were like, "Yep, someone accused me of something I never said. Now I'm canceled for Ratio no reason." Ratio plus like, L plus delete your account. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Also, <laughs> also these little like we're we're in the scene where where the Millennium Falcon is is hiding uh in in within the asteroid and seeing like the little weird creatures or the it's weird or whatever they're yeah, called. I, yeah, I don't know what, like i don't know what they're called but it's just weird that like this scene gives me major alien vibes and alien only came out like a, a year before this there's so many like obviously you have 
the stop motion and all that stuff. But there's just a lot of moments in this movie, direction directing wise, that feel like an old B movie. And yeah, yeah. This but is more grounded than an old B movie. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to something like uh, I, which is a funny. It's a remake of an old B movie, but like The Fly. Yes. Like David Cronenberg's yeah, yeah. The Fly. Like I think of that, which I think is really an an interesting point of comparison. Also, David they're doing something that people in Alien never did. Wear a mask and make sure that things can't get on your face. Anyway. Uh, uh, Minoc is what they're called. Oh. Um, he just said it in the... Minoc. In Minoc. The subtitles. Um, I love the idea that they feed off of the, the ships. How often do ships get trapped in this one dune worm <laughs> on this one asteroid in the middle of an asteroid field? Well, I guess it kind of makes sense that it would... It would be a creature that thrived like that, kind of like a barnacle, but in space. And in space, there aren't fish. There are ships. Yeah, but how many ships are flying into this asteroid? Enough. You'd be surprised. Enough to warrant there being a worm in the asteroid. Just the way God intended. Listen, (laughs) the worm is God. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. We found him. According to Frank Herbert. Anyway. What does God need with a spaceship? He needs to eat. What does uh, God need with a starship? Well, he needs to fly around, too. Just, I always think of that really dumb line from that. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that's why I was Okay, cool. I wanted to make sure you were Star Trek movie, yeah. The worst Star Trek movie. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I've just heard it's that quote a bad, lot. It's bad, Wait, you're talking about the space whales? Uh, no, no, no. The one after that, where it's it's pretty much the search for God. What Uh-oh. does God need with a starship? What does, and, and William Shatner looks at him and goes, just one question, which we're all thinking: What does God need with a starship? And he goes like, uh, "What? Uh, um, I, but I, uh, I mean, uh, and then the movie ends. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> dude, I like the idea that that's the entire movie. Stuttering. Is you get through the first act, and then they're just like, "Wait, what does God need with a starship?" Roll credits. <laughs> Ricky Gervais comes out. It's like, and that's how I owned the Christians. <laughs> Also, that the the space worm whale thing always reminded me of the whale from Pinocchio. Interesting. Yeah, it, gets, it does like, have you know kind what of I mean? a whale type head, like with the slope. Yeah, there's a whale in Pinocchio. Yeah. Do you not remember the entire third act of Pinocchio? No, I don't. Yeah, I saw it. May- I saw it maybe once when I was like three. Well, watch the remake. It <laughs> yeah, just no. came out. for you. Why Robert would I Zemeckis. want? To, what, wait, which movie should I see? Which new Pinocchio movie should I see? The I'm, Guillermo del Toro one that's coming out like next month. No, I think I think no. the Disney remake with no creative value is probably the go-to. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, look, he can be his backpack while he runs. I have this as a Christmas <laughs> ornament. <laughs> I can't not. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. Wait, I completely missed that. What was it? Yes, this is a Christmas ornament. Oh, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. By the way, uh, I've I've finally developed one little uh, Star Wars shelf in my in my house, um, and I have my Max Rebo pop, but then I have all three of the little Max yeah. Rebo Hallmark things right next to it, and then a shirtless Darth Maul in the front. <laughs> Would, uh, it's, he's actually shirtless. <laughs> oh yeah, shirtless yeah. mall is dope. And then I've got my Mandalorian, and I've got my or my special edition trilogy, and then I've got a uh, Death Troopers and Darth Plagueis. Those are the two books I own right now. Mm. Um, I need to read more of the High Republic. I We're really need you books. to, so that you can inform us on the podcast, and then I can determine whether or not I should spend my time reading it. I mean, it's less of a should you spend your time reading it, and which thing should you 
read because like you shouldn't yeah. read all of it. Yeah, like, I shouldn't fair. read all of it. Yeah. It's just I too much. need you to finish it so that you can inform us and uh, sp- so I can spend some time actually reading the Spark Notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really good. Time for me to read the addendums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read the actual thing. Yeah. I've read two books in my life. <laughs> really? Uh, like like full like things. Oh, okay. I wait, see. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah. Count of Monte Cristo is one. I was about to say that that's like the length of like four. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was the other one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Bible. <laughs> um, I never did. Man, any this of that is school reading. <laughs> so real quick, Snake. school reading really like bummed my. This scene any, with the with the cave is just amazing. Did you guys ever, because I was homeschooled, and the only, we had, like, reading, my mom gave us, like, you have to read X amount of books or whatever, but we always got to pick them. With the exception we didn't of, get to pick them. With the exception of To Kill Mockingbird. Oh. To Kill Mockingbird was the book that she made all three of us read, which makes sense. Yeah. But did you guys actually enjoy any of the books you had to read in school? I enjoyed it maybe through, like, fifth grade, but, like. That was, I don't know, like, my elementary school, like, required reading, like, existed a little bit, but, like, it it wasn't, like, there wasn't, like, all these crappy tests around That's just a Komodo dragon. It. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. that's just a Komodo dragon. No, no, no it's dragon. just a Komodo. That's just, not, like, that's how, ju- it's, it's just It's weird, that's not space. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, the just, boa constrictors got transpo- transposed onto this planet. I, I don't yeah. get it. yeah. Oh, sorry, Alex. No, it's fine. Once it became like required for like tests and like stuff that like I I knew I like I hated. Like, yeah, it yeah. it just it killed any interest in reading that I had. Before I and now that, my brain doesn't have the patience for reading. But before <laughs> so. I before I answered uh, anything about reading, I just want to point out. So in this scene in the cave, I love the frame rate drop. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it is choice. so cool that it makes it more dreamlike. It translates to the audience like it's not happening. But also, if you don't know that initially, you're like, what? Yeah, Vader it, just shows up. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. sure at first. And then, like, it also, it gets you a little bit of lightsaber action in the movie. Yeah. And, like, Livens things up a little bit. bit. Also, then, like, he de- he this. defeats him, but, like, he does it in, like, a very brutal way by cutting off his head. And that kind of, like, sows another seed of, like, okay. They wouldn't just kill him that quickly. Yeah. Like something has to be going on here and then boom. Either this is the laziest twist of all time of like, it turns out Luke <laughs> had an evil twin who he decapitated in, on the swamp planet. Now the movie's over. And uh, look at how expressive Yoda is. I really think that he is full of sorrow right now because he just realized that Luke made a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that he knows who Luke is in his, in his entirety. Like he's like, this is the boy that I really wish wouldn't have come to me. But well, and he's here not, he is. He's like, not a perfect character because no, he yeah. is ultimately wrong about training. Luke like training Luke was a net good but like a boss, boss. boss. Yeah. speaking of the characters that are just kind of weird to be weird yeah um, all of the bounty hunter character are you kidding me Dengar is just a guy with bandages <laughs> and then all right have... so what makes Dengar weird well he's Australian okay. <laughs> <laughs> True, truly the weirdest of the group IG-88 back there. Yeah. No uh, disintegration. The doom guy. <laughs> the doom guy of the Star Wars universe, as we've established. There's um, just, man, so much, so much like, I don't even want to say care because Bosk does not look anything except 
a rubber suit like yeah. anything except a rubber suit. But just still, such an impression left by such little time. I definitely mm-hmm. had an action figure of Bosk. I definitely had an action figure of Bosk, and I used him constantly when I was ever whenever I was playing with him. Uh, I I did want to answer the reading thing, and actually ties back into Star Wars. My first actually exposure to Legends was through my school mm-hmm. uh, because oh, they cool. they had a thing that was uh, they were like AR tests that were. Uh, I don't know camera what it stood for, but it was like each book was worth like a point or like a certain amount of points or whatever, and you had to get so many by the end of the semester. Mm. And so, like, uh, I read a bunch that were like, you know, Hank the Cow Dog, which was funny. Yeah, it was like funny. I remember like, Hank the Hound Dog? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really, really funny, like kids' books. And then like, uh, they had ones that were legends, and it was about like there was one about uh Han and Leia's kids trying to find Obi Wan's lightsaber. Uh, there was one about Palpatine's son who had a third eye for some reason. Uh, and he was like trying to find like artifacts of Vader, like trying to find like his hand in the Death Star wreckage because they worshipped them and stuff like that, if I remember correctly. But that was I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading those books from what I remember of them. I tried reading Stephen King's It, which was for some reason in my life <laughs> as a child. Um, and I definitely was like, I don't get it. <laughs> A turtle? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, There's a point in that book where you can definitely tell the substances took over. <laughs> Man, that's so cool that like you got to do that and just like you read whatever you wanted and it contributed. Because like yeah. that's that's such a good thing. Because like, you know, coming from the other side of that where like now they like hand selected like everything that like, you know, this class would read this and whatnot and, and so on and so forth. Uh like it, it uh, sorry, I have a really soft spot for education because, like, I was horrible that, in school. That's the thing. <laughs> and so, like, I, I love, like, pointing out things that I hate about, like, the school system and stuff. And it's just, when you do... <laughs> God, when sorry, you, my Leo Yoda's no, face. No, it's fine. I, I love Yoda's <laughs> face. Just the... <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, Yoda like, was doing yoga with Luke. And then uh, he fell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it's just like that gives kids like the opportunity to want to read and want to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's just I feel like that's something I so heavily missed out on. And so like, dude, that's incredible that like you had that experience and like they let you kind of just read what was in your library and like pick it out and then like it contributed to like your point system or whatever. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it definitely That's so cool. <laughs> it, it definitely was cool. I I, I think the, the thing is now it's just like you need to kids need that independence mm-hmm. to be able to like i was actually talking to someone uh at work about it today but it was like um my my whole thing was like I, they were talking about how someone at their school like said something to their daughter or whatever and like they didn't understand why they did it and i was like i am a firm believer that there are maybe 10 12 15% um like of teachers that actually want to do good and then the other ones are just like eh, this is the profession i'm in and like they just don't care i don't enough. know if it's i don't know if it's nowadays low, but i, I know what you're that. saying like um, i don't know just just for my opinion and it's just like you need to give kids independence and you need to treat kids like they're equal not like they're adults but like that they're not you stupid. have to treat them like people you have to treat them like people exactly. because the 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 thing is like Everything I learned was so standardized and like given to me based around, you know, a certain criteria or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I read Shakespeare every like at least one book every year, like sixth grade through 12th grade. 
and I hated it. <laughs> and it's one yeah. of those things that's like, but now I can like go back to it and I'm like, oh, I actually like, you know, I mean, I like plays and I like, you know, like looking at the way things were written during certain time periods. And that's, and like, I enjoy, I enjoy like learning a bunch of stuff now. I'm into like learning about so many different things and there's so many things that like I wasn't given access to when I was in school. Uh, real quick, but one of my favorite quotes: "Luminous beings, beings are we, not this crude, crude matter." I this is my favorite scene in all of Star Wars. Oh, it's a great scene. Um, and like, hey, I'm, Caleb, are you actually a little bit emotional? A little bit, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I am, I'm a, you know, I'm a person who believes that there is more than just the physical. I believe, yeah, I, I agree too. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll save us talking about like I don't, but I like faith the and <laughs> faith and spirituality. <laughs> Yeah, like I'll. I'll... Dude, I think it's sweet. Alex, he, he just had this very hopeful moment of like, I believe there's something else, and you ended up. Have you ever seen Seven? No. Okay. At the at the end so. of the movie, like like Morgan Freeman has this quote. He's like, Ernest Hemingway once said that the world is a beautiful place and worth fighting for. I b- agree with the second part. <laughs> like, you you turned into that. <laughs> No, but I. God, man, that was so. <laughs> I don't, but it's a comforting thought for those of you who wish to indulge. No, no, no. I mean, like, for, <laughs> it's just there, really funny. The there, way you're doing there's it. a part of me that's like, yeah, that's like really like sweet, and I, I like re- respect that and and everything. I <laughs> love this. I um, saw the opportunity to make a funny, and I took it. <laughs> I love this this because it's like Yoda going, you know what no matter what i say you're going to try to find a way to get to your friends like here it is well it's less <laughs> to me it's less about that and like this is this is a moment of teaching for him mm. it's going back to like the constant thing that yoda's character is about is showing that there is more to the force than just what luke has seen like the force can come from a green muppet like the force can come from someone who doesn't have a lightsaber. The force can be this big thing that Luke thought was impossible. And it, it's just, I, I'm having a hard time articulating this partially because Alex threw me off, but I'm also, so sorry. you're good. <laughs> I am so sorry, Caleb. <laughs> but also like, uh, you know, I have, I have a friend who made a video recently where she talked about how we need stories to like instill in us a sense of magic and like just to be very uh, i guess wrote about it we need stories where the green swamp muppet can like raise the x-wing with just his hand like we need stories where the impossible can be done we need because... stories where there are four hobbits who happen to save the world yeah because yeah because that gives us like the the inspiration to be able to go out and do the mundane things in life Oh my god, he's on his fourth captain choking. Congratulations, you've been promoted. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Darth Vader sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I I agree with you because I think if anything, it's just it's so easy to get bogged down in life, and it's so easy to get bogged down in the idea that like all you do every day is the only thing there is, and there's nothing more. And so like that's kind of why I don't know when you're a kid and you get to experience stories like Star Wars and you know, like comic books and like whatever else it's, it's just being able to go. Oh man, I love the millennium Falcon just being stuck on the back of the ship. Yeah. Oh my God. I want that in star Wars. I want a ship with like camouflage. Like, Oh wait, no, it's that kind of is the silver ship in a, uh, in Phantom Menace is kind of camouflagey. 
It's very sleek. Yeah, it kind of reflects yeah. things around it. Um, but no, I, I definitely agree, and I think that that's kind of why. Like, I don't know. I I feel like sometimes when you talk to someone who's like, oh, I only like stories that are based on real life. I'm like, well, then just go outside. Then don't think about anything explore your horizons a little bit you know because i feel like that gives you room to grow as a person i yeah like not to say there's anything wrong with liking stories that are from real life i'm just saying oh yeah, you oh exclusively yeah. do that and if you feel like you're depriving yourself well i just i think that you know we've all we have we as humans have always been obsessed with things that are more powerful than us whether that be like natural phenomena or you know the divine and i feel like being able to harness that in our stories and to take control of that gives us a certain amount of power over them and i think that that's important like how else are we supposed to navigate a world that is like constantly shifting and uncaring if yeah. we can't like give each other these gifts of stories yeah that's well that's a great way to put it actually i like that a lot i like the idea that stories are a gift we give each other Anyway, they're trying to find uh, his groovy friend, Lando. I, I, I can't wait for Lando to show up. It's taken him so long. <laughs> I can't, wait, have I we can't here? wait for the groovy guy to show up. And meanwhile, we're having existential talks about the importance of stories. Lando is I a, loved everything you said, and yeah. I don't want to take away from that. Oh, no, no, I, I, I just want to make I've sure. done enough taking away from it, so I'm just chilling <laughs> over here. Alex, <laughs> I'm going to let them have the talk. Alex, you're oh, I fine. Love, God, that is one no, of my favorite. No, I know favorite. I am. I just have nothing to contribute to Real it. quick, one of, that is just one of my favorite shots. It's just slave one following them. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, uh, fire I know, sprayer. I know how to be trash too. <laughs> um, also, uh, I guess I can say this when we get to Lando a little bit more in depth. I like how they uh, subtitle beep, beep, blip, 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 blip. blip. <laughs> um, but now we see Luke really uh, like tacking or t tapping into the force now that he's seen Yoda demonstrate it. Um, and now he's, he's not able to lift an X-Wing, but he's able to do a lot more than just the rocks. Um, no, Lando is the character who consistently in every single movie he's in disappoints me with how little he's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then with Rise of Skywalker, you're like, not here. <laughs> like, <you're, laughs> not for this. <laughs> I can't wait for the Lando. I still have that same helmet, by the way. <laughs> I can't wait for the Lando show for him to be in like 15 minutes of every episode. <laughs> And it's not even anything important. It's just him like walking through like a hallway. Uh, Here's the thing I love about him though. Billy D. Williams has always been like really appreciative of the character. Yeah. Like, you know, different Star Wars actors have different relationships with what they've been through with Star Wars. But like Harrison Ford. He, yeah. <laughs> but Billy D, like, well, one, he never like fully stopped playing Lando. Like he would continue to play Lando with just other projects. Yeah. Also, just the thing that solidified it for me the most. Have you all seen that video of uh him with like a gospel choir singing about Ewoks? no yes. it's the greatest thing it's so funny <laughs> okay as, i'll show you it after the as, as much as over. i want to believe you i'm having no. a very hard time no it's real it's the most beautiful no, thing no, no, i've no, ever no, no, seen no. and he's no, like no, no. he's like at a pulpit and he's like I, and who was it that helped us as the empire was invading our lands and then the gospel choir is like he walks <laughs> 
I also really like these twin ships. Yeah. But I also was like, that's a really dumb design that works. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it's like a motorcycle sidecar, but if it was two motorcycles. Um, <laughs> no, if it was two motorcycle sidecars. <laughs> <laughs> they have no motor. <laughs> the motor's in the middle. That's what the engine is. It's completely impractical. Yeah, yeah you got a clear shot. In an, entire, in an entire galaxy where almost every ship is designed better. And yeah. yet, like, the security for the Tabana gas mines are just driving around in these little <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think this is the segment that suffers the most, or the special editions contributed most to is everything in Cloud City. Um, Being and, permanently at dusk? Well, no, just, like, there's <laughs> a lot not. more. There's a lot oh, more. Oh, that's right. It does go to night. Sorry. <laughs> Remember, we had the we See, like, had oh, we did. Yeah, we did. We watched it. Like, this shot is, they fly over the city. This looks like something out of the prequels. And it's, uh, to me, it's almost more egregious than anything else, anything in uh, the A New Hope special edition. That's fair, actually. Uh, that That's fair just because, like, it, uh, we, we were talking even earlier during this viewing Sorry, everyone. I had an almost burp. Um, like uh, th- th- this movie feels very grounded, and so when you have scenes like that, it just kind of takes you out of it. It's kind of like when you're watching A New Hope, and like in the same breath that we were able to mention, like, "Wow, look how like tattered C-3PO looks." There's a stormtrooper on a weird CGI lizard worm going like, yeah. rrr, rrr, and you're just like, <laughs> it doesn't look good. That's for sure. See, my friend. I promise you he's my friend. I, I definitely you. haven't cheated this guy I out of anything. I assure you there is no debt owed between the two of us. What? How How do you have friends if not owe, owe them debt? Uh, easy. That's why you I, two. That's true. That's uh, why Caleb I owes me $3,000. No, but! Low butt! Low butt! Also, another quality mustache uh, on the guard right behind him. And oh, Lando. that's true. And yeah. Orlando himself, of course. You know, that is that is one thing. Uh, uh, I love I love them hugging. It really is great because despite like the circumstances, you know Lando is genuinely happy to see his friend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh that is that is one thing I did appreciate that um who who directed uh Rogue One? Gareth Edwards? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I always get Gareth That's Edwards right. and Garth Ennis confused and I'm like <laughs> I know it wasn't Garth Ennis because that movie was not I always get Gareth was... Edwards and Garth Brooks mixed up. <laughs> Blame it all on the Rogue One. Um, <laughs> but the the point being, uh, he actually told everyone on that set, uh, like, hey, grow out a mustache. You know, like the uh, the the people in the in the uh, the the X wings up like fighting above the the planet. Like they told him, like hey, they, he told him, like, hey, like, why don't you try to like grow out a mustache and like uh, kind of to make it feel more like 70s mm-hmm. like to be like this uh i don't remember i remember the term he used and it's bothering me it's like future retro like retro futurism something something along those lines but like i found it really interesting that he was like huh you know since this takes place before a new hope why don't you just kind of look like the people in a new hope um yeah no i i do like the idea of that part of the star wars timeline just perpetually being defined by the 70s and 80s that's fine with me <laughs> that's absolutely fine with me but also, i mean you were saying it. you were like i don't see much aughts in the prequels yeah but i have seen them in the tv shows uh in andor and obi-wan yep which i i love oh how rude <laughs> wait does aughts refer to like the zeros yeah yeah really i've never heard that yeah i love uh, that term yeah that's good i just the haven't aughts. heard it 2000 and aught 
Um, ooh, we're also, I love the stormtroopers. Is like, hey, who are you? <laughs> we're gonna get some Ugnaughts. I love Ugnaughts. Not right now, right? But Ugh. So. not anyway. He's like, baby, all right? Yeah, he went back for him. Did Leia? <laughs> did Han? No, but his lover did. This is this is I the only. Okay can I just this say, is the only ship I, I take seriously. No, can, I, can I just say in the last episode you tried to you tried to shoehorn in your droid abolitionist uh, speech. Sorry, the last commentary you tried to do that, and then this one you were like, "Let me go on my tangent about religion in Star Wars," and then you instantly are like, "Now I'm going to make my stand and be like they are ultimate ship goals." And they I kind of I kind of appreciate OGP. it. <laughs> I wanted them to kiss in <laughs> can, Rise of Skywalker. Can I, can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie gets the medal and C-3PO says, I'm so proud of you. Uh, okay, can I just as say... As he gently like, caresses uh, <laughs> Chewie's chest. I can't feel you, slowly, but I can feel you. Comfortingly. Is this a Vision Wanda situation? Anyway. Um, yes. Can I just say, Luke, your new, your new master is quite literally saying, don't do this. The ghost of your <laughs> old master came back from the dead and is like, Luke, don't do this. Kids these days. I'm just saying, if the ghost of my pseudo father came up to me and was like, Stephen, like, I'd be like, maybe I should listen. But also, to be fair, this is what got the council in trouble, is they constantly were repressing people. Uh-huh. Like They were trying to hold them back. They weren't like trying to like equip them. Yeah, they do the exact Luke has his father's anti-authoritative uh, spirit in him. And they take the exact opposite approach they did with his father. With his father, they gave him every single boundary imaginable. <laughs> and now with this one, they're just like, go forth, do whatever you want, do your own research. No, see what I can. don't. I'm telling you, please don't. Oh, shoot. There he goes. Oh, no, there he goes. <laughs> Obi doesn't lose a hand. <laughs> I'm dead. I don't care. It seems to run in the family. <laughs> Something about him losing limbs. Hey, Yoda, do you want to roll up a fat one? I can't smoke it with you, but I can maybe get a, a ghostly whiff. <laughs> if the fumes interrupt my force field, then I will become one with Deweed. Qui-Gon said this would be cool, but there's no dank kush on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Qui-Gon Jin, more like Qui-Gon joint. <laughs> God, I Qui-Gon love, Jin I love the way this looks. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And he looks so old too because it catches the hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's George Lucas writing himself into a hole that he's gonna have to resolve in the next movie. So did he not <laughs> know what that was gonna be? No, he didn't. Oh, that's why the sister thing's uh, weird. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Oh, it's yeah, just it works. the kissing <laughs> is what's weird. Like it's, it totally works. It's just wow. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of why when up from those chimneys looks so bad i hate this so much yeah i can understand <laughs> oh I hate god this, this is the worst this that looks like, looks like it's the prequels <laughs> see seeing leia in the window that's Ugh. spy kids right there yeah a little bit <laughs> what would you do if this version of the movie had fooglies in it <laughs> i'd probably love it like what, what would you do thumbs? that's what i was talking about what if elijah wood shows oh, up at the end name? yeah I thought the Fooglies were from the uh, from the second movie. No, the Fooglies right. are the thumb people. I love the thumb thumbs. And then they come out and they're like, Flippers are bad, man. Help us save us. Flippers are bad, man. Help us. <laughs> and just no one has any context. Oh, yeah. Don't the they have to like reverse the recording on it? And yes, that's just and what they're saying. Flippers are bad, man. Help us save us. 
Weirdly enough, I had a dream one time as a child. This is so off topic. I think everyone's had a Spy Kids dream. No, but I had a dream that... Because that that movie messes you up as a kid. I had a dream that... Oh, my God. I love this. Hang on. Oh, also, there's an IG-88 in the background. I saw that. He's like, no, 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 no. And the adults are just like, what what is your problem, guys? It is so like... Also, can I be real? His uh, his front hair part always looked like Harrison Ford's hair to me. And my canon is that it. he actually did that because Han looks like that. And he was like, oh, I like that hairstyle. Oh, I like the idea that he's just stealing his hair. Yeah. <laughs> just like, dang, um, Han no, looks I, so cool. <laughs> I, I had a weird dream as a child that will never leave me of Sebastian from uh, from Little Mermaid doing the flippers of Madman help us save us. I don't... <laughs> I, it, it is an intruding <laughs> thought that I get of him just going, it is in my head and I can't get it out. That smile, Billy That's D. Williams. That's... Why do I remember that? I hate it. That's beautiful. No, it's not. It's horrifying. I think it's hilarious. Every day it's horrifying. <laughs> that smile that Billy D. Williams just gave is so charming. Oh, this God. Is... What a beautiful man. George Lucas, unsurprisingly, doesn't put a lot of like, romantic tension in his movies or like sex appeal and well you just billy can't d, help it with billy d yeah he yeah, just, just breaks through like <laughs> drink a refreshing cult 45 malt liquor he has such a charisma about him you guys ever seen that commercial no it's from like the also 1980s on the background. it was a cult 45 malt liquor and it was uh i've had one it was awful um, it was like a sweet syrupy liquor, and like there's a great commercial of Billy D. Williams being like, "Drink a refreshing Coke 45 malt liquor," and I'm like, "That is not what they are. They are not refreshing." And yet, I trust I, you, Billy D. God, the the drop of Vader just being in the dining room waiting for them gets up, takes three blasters to the face, and then is just like, "That's mine now." Here's my other gun. Sit down right now. Who <laughs> choreographed this? Because there's a lot of choreography going there's in. There's a lot Did they going on. I, like yeah. to think I know those stormtroopers just perfectly coming into three They lines. look like they're about to start dancing. <laughs> it was Lando, right? He was like, Darth was telling him the plan. And then Lando was like, no, you have to do it with some style. Here, Boba Fett, you go behind the curtain. You be sitting right there. Okay, Lobot, be sure to, when I give the cue, bring in the three lines of Stormtroopers just right. Okay, perfect. Oh, you're not talking about the movie set. You're talking about, in actuality, him talking with Vader and Vader being like, but I thought it would be kind of cool. Hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to start the number from Love and Cloud City. Ready? One, two, three. Love and Cloud City. My hands in. (laughs) No, 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 no. Stop it. Visions of Star Wars. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. I don't smoke. I am craving a cigarette right now. (laughs) I just... Oh. <laughs> uh, and now wouldn't it be great that when you lose someone you love you can just put them back together that's the beauty of this otp i'm gonna let that moment sit for a second <laughs> <laughs> and here we are i just want to know what his neck hole looks like <laughs> we <laughs> We're not bringing that conversation into this. <laughs> also, Chewie's an idiot. He's putting the. Why is he putting the head on backwards? I don't know. Because George Lucas thought it would be funny, and they were like, "All right." I mean, this is a very like I like this scene a lot, but it, Caleb, you like it for reasons that the other two of us. No, don't. no. Even <laughs> even besides the shipping, like I think it's just a really cool. Um, I usually skip this part of the video. <laughs> 
Like, because it's a thing where you're not learning any new information about it, but like it still feels, it still feels like super tense and stuff. Like you are, and then this torture scene. Ah, well, I was yeah. gonna say what's really interesting is, it, it, I love his scream. Ah, it's just it. it's to me what's interesting about it is that like, it's the exact opposite kind of of the um of the uh, Leia torture scene where it just implies it. And this one, it implies it, but you hear the outcome. So you're able to kind of like relate to the pain a bit. I remember that mm-hmm. scared me as a child. I was like, what are they doing? Oh yeah. No, it, it made me tingle all over because I, I was like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. Also, just imagine your face getting pressed into a bunch of like, I don't know, hardware. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, I don't understand what the problem is there. I just know there's a problem. I always just yeah, got exactly. the, I always just got the feeling it's like a weird, intense heat. Yeah. That like takes over your body. Yeah. But like, like a bunch I of just... tasers, I guess. Like... Yeah. Yeah. With like a taser on your forehead. <laughs> it's like Chinese water like torture, Lobot but somehow works. His... <laughs> um, I guess just like spiky, pointy, hot. Those things combined. I don't yeah. need it to make sense. I don't it's need any like... of that. I know I don't need any combination of those three terms. <laughs> There's a lot of spiky pointy. There's a lot of spiky pointy. That is that what he was telling people when he was like they were like, So what do you want Darth Maul to look like? He's like, There's a lot There's of a spiky, spiky pointy, pointy hot. <laughs> spiky pointy hot is there how is. I would describe <laughs> Darth Maul. And yet his shirt is completely intact. Also, no does he have any scars on his face? No. No, yeah. Well, because it it always looked to I, me like he was being lowered on his like torso. Mm, yeah. Okay. But at the same time, his shirt's not affected at all. Eh, who cares? It's fine. Also, uh, can I just say this I want to see shirtless Harrison Ford. This is my favorite Han Solo look. Is the I I of course I love the classic black oh, the vest blue, and everything. Blue jacket's the best. Blue so jacket looks all awesome. The way. I thought you meant just like lying down, recovering from torture. <laughs> I love Harrison Ford Weak, when he doesn't have to vulnerable, try. Cute. <laughs> you say that like he's not an amazing actor. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, one thing I also love about Billy D. Williams is that so in the first Tim Burton Batman, he played Harvey Dent. Yeah, yeah. And then in and Lego Batman, he played Two Face. No, but the thing is, they have. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's he, cool. Yeah, because the thing was, Tim Burton when he did the third movie was going to turn him into Two Face. Yeah, yeah, I knew and that he was never the got plan, to. But... but now in the Batman '89 comics that they're doing, which is a continuation, they made mm. Billy D. Williams Two Face. Yeah, and now he just gets to be that. And I'm like, that's awesome. Robin Williams was going to be the Riddler, and I'm like, man, I continually wish that I lived in a reality where that existed. Well, I don't like Batman '89, so. Um, I do like Batman Which, Returns, though. Batman not, Returns is awesome. It's that, not a Batman movie, but it's great. <laughs> oh, man. Did I tell you guys about... I mean, this is not related to Star Wars at all, but I don't really care. Um, the One of my favorite things that uh, Mulder ever did was that uh, when we were watching Batman Returns, uh, Catwoman showed up, and he just immediately... Mulder, Mulder was my cat, by the way. Um, it just immediately, when Catwoman shows up, he like perked up his head and was like, who is she? <laughs> and like, like went towards the television. She wasn't even in the suit yet. And he straight up was just like, whoa. Oh, so he just knew. Yeah. He just knew. And I'm just sitting there like, my boy's going to grow up the same way I did. Cat- Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. The diversity <laughs> of types of shots, shots we get in this movie is like so much wider than what we get in, um, in the first movie. And George Lucas knows a lot about film. He understands film a lot. However, 
when you're getting these quick zooms, that's an over, like just slightly uh, tilted down, like overhead shot. When you're getting stuff like that, you just realize how much more visual vocabulary there is in this film than there was in A New Hope. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I mean, Vader's the one talking in that scene and it's coming from a point of view that's kind of angled down at the characters and you see Vader's over them. And so it is very like, it feels oppressive. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoy that as well. Also, this is, this is the scene where Han gets frozen in, in carbonite and just one of the best moments in any film to be improvised by anyone like ever is the, I know mm-hmm. mm. I just find that amazing. Do you know what the original line was supposed to be off the top? I love you head? too. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just a response. No, it was just, I love you too. Yeah. What not- if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot for me. I love that. He got Tamara Morrison. That's actually one special edition change that I do like is that they, if you're going to change something to make it more in line, it's like, all right, you're getting tomorrow Morrison to do the voiceover for Boba Fett. That's well, yeah. Cool. Cause that's at least like a continuity. Yeah. Thing. That makes more sense. Yeah. No, the continuity with the hideous cloud city CG is that it lines up with the hideous prequel CG. (laughs) (laughs) Thematically, it is the same. But then again, it's like... Pay no attention to the beautiful oil paintings in the other shots. (laughs) (laughs) An incredible matte painting. And once again, all of these different edits would be fine if we got all of them. Hey, step away. That's gross. I want there to be a drop (laughs) down Darth Vader starts getting really pissed. He's like, that's my daughter! (laughs) Um, I want there to be a drop-down menu when you go to Disney Plus, um, where it's like, do you want this special edition? This special edition? Oh no, you're you're going for the original again? Oh, okay, cool. Oh, what you're going the for the McClunky, McClunky cut, cut again? Okay, cool. <laughs> Every edition just says McClunky V1, McClunky V2, McClunky V3. <laughs> There's one that just everyone's just saying McClunky. Yeah. <laughs> they they re like edit all of they do CGI lips on every character. <laughs> You've got a lot of McClunky showing up here. <laughs> you know, you know. The, the one, deal has already been altered. Pray what? I do not McClunky it again. <laughs> one thing that just I love you, that has McClunky. Am, that has amused me ever since I was a child was the way that, like, when all the steam goes goes up, uh, Han's head just like tilts to the sky where he just goes, <gasps> yeah, yeah, <laughs> as if it's so cold. Well, I mean, I get it. No, but it, I mean, it more so just looks funny to me. Yeah, but also... <laughs> like, I'm not commenting on it as a choice. I just think it's funny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> It's just... It's like those it looks, small... It looks like some, like, I'm a cool rock star kind of thing. It's like the... It's like the... Uh, <laughs> the I'm light being... shines down on Han Solo's face. Boom. It's like the I'm being watched thing where it's, like, such a small detail that you do not notice it until, like, the sixth time you've seen this film. Yeah, they're like, that's kind of weird. Like... Um, him being okay did anyone else develop a fear of like being frozen after this because i did i'm I'm from tennessee no (laughs) i am too buddy it still (laughs) happened nah i mean i don't think i was ever in a situation where there were a bunch of ugnots running around but (laughs) yeah no i'm just saying like in my chemistry class we never once pulled out the carbonite so i think we were kind of safe on that front I I love that Vader in the okay in this movie more than any of the others of this trilogy Vader is a manipulator and a planner and I really yeah. enjoy that because all of this is to get to Luke. Yeah. Which I find incredibly 
focused mm. for a movie that has so much going on is that like the villain's purpose is extremely singular. Like I need Lo- I need Luke. That's what I need. I find that interesting. Oh. That is such a good segue into something that I'm going to talk about in like 10, 15 minutes. Cool. A little bit of well, no, remember be, be last time we were... it wasn't 10 or 15 minutes from now. <laughs> no, I just mean like, oh, I'm like squirming over here. Just like I want to talk about it, but I want to wait for the right time. But he's like, I know that weird face anywhere. That's Han. That's Han. He starts <laughs> shooting the carbonite. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. He kissed my sister wife. Kidding. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, double checking something real quick, um, which will come blip, up. Blip, blip. Yeah, in a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, sorry. Go ahead, Caleb. It does that. What I, I don't want. <laughs> he said blip blip, and there's this <laughs> god awful like. Th- there's this god awful thing that I saw on Amazon Prime one time. Because me and a friend were just like looking at all the garbage on Amazon Prime sometimes, and like. There was one of this like clown guy named Blippy, and oh, like oh yeah, I know Blippy. Do you the, know like, who I'm talking about? The the like kids uh, construction guy or whatever. Yeah, the guy who yeah, like yeah. will go through and just like seeing a bunch of colors and he's like, oh, hello. I work in Blippi. a retail store. I yeah. know all about this guy. Yeah, and then I've he's like, seen him way this too one's much. Blue, and this one's green, <laughs> and this one's blue and green. And my, it's just, my when I saw Blip, I just thought can we talk about how sleazy it is that this imperial guy just automatically human shield yeah, yeah. <laughs> got your friend <laughs> luke's just like what did i get into what is this yoda was right why i'm not these? gonna be on the farm anymore <laughs> huh? brew milk's not good enough for me me uh yeah. life is unfair goodbye I thought you were about to just start being like Life is a what is that? He walks down the hallway. Did, did I ever tell you about the version of that that I had when I was a child? Uh, Maybe, that I, I, I don't know. I, no, sorry, I didn't have it, but a friend of mine did, and like he really liked it. But the the forty five that he had was broken because he's like, oh, dude, you gotta check it out. I really like this song, and like it was like broken, so it would just continually skip on the gimme 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 part. Are it's you so serious? Funny. I'm That's serious. Perfect. So it would go like, <laughs> Life is a highway. And they would just go game a 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 game again. At one point, his name was Reed, and he straight up like his dad was one of those kind of authoritarian kind of dads. He like came downstairs and he just cursed at him and said, "Well, you shut that damn thing off." One of my favorite I love shots how in cha- Star Wars. God, so good. Cross I, was, I was about to say, I love how chaotic this commentary is because we are watching what is one the of most the most iconic, tense uh, moments oh, in all of Star Wars. We're talking are, about gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> there are like there are there are like ten moments in this where I'm like, I really wish I could talk right now. About I'm the sorry, movie. buddy. <laughs> You're good. It's you know, Star Wars therapy is always a little chaotic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that it is. <laughs> I love this scene because of anything. I mean, Caleb, you you've kind of you have brought up uh, very often in a very good way, like the comparison to uh, Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, like and and classic like samurai movies. And to me, like what this movie does with lightsaber, what what this entire trilogy of lightsaber duels, it's like the point of it is never the choreography of the duel. It's always what what point is attempting to be made Mm -hmm. during this and like i find them much more intimate 
Whereas something like, you know, the prequels have much more choreography to them, which is what kind of compensates for the lack of meaning. Um, like, the only redeeming thing in the Darth Maul fight is the fact that it looks really cool. <laughs> well, it's it's just a difference in inspiration. That's coming more off of, like, the Matrix and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and more, you know, like, Hong Kong action movies, which are good in their own right. I will say about this with Chewie choking out Lando. God truly so terrifying like this is the first i thought he was gonna kill him as a kid because like you're you always hear about how strong chewy is this is like the only time he really uses his strength but and I, like lay is egging him on too and yeah. it's in the thing is though it shows you I mean, chewy is a character who never speaks like english that is and like so every time he does something there is meaning behind it and so I really like that it's like, oh, yeah, he uses his strength. But he uses his strength exclusively because he was worried about his friend, his yeah, best yeah. friend, his he, partner, you know? Chewie is a really interesting character in the sense that, like, he's not a criminal. You don't get the same sense that he's a criminal. You, 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 there's so much you can read into him because he is this blank character who doesn't speak English. Um, but he has these small moments of personality, oh, like when C-3PO throws the chess game and stuff like that, where it's like, he doesn't seem as sleazy as Han, but he definitely can be. You yeah. assume him to be a brute, but like, he's got more to him than that. He seems more intelligent than Han is. Yeah. Most of the oh time. my God. Absolutely. Oh yeah. He's way smarter. <laughs> uh, I, I love that. Just instantly. You're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little fly Come to that daddy. he does. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did a little fly. And there definitely stairs. is... I've never heard of stairs. There definitely is a little bit more uh, like rapier fighting influence in this. I love how he's trying to back I'm him up. I'm so glad you clarified that that was a sword because I was about to be like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> My brain um, went there too. I, I, was I like, think oh. me and Alex looked over in shock, but I was like, oh, It took me sword. a second to be like, yes, yeah, oh, sword. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> but no, that, that, <laughs> that jump down from the stairs feels more like swashbuckly than it does very, samurai. Very much, And yeah. so you can see the two kind of combine here. And that's another great thing about getting different directors for these movies is that you get these different styles. It's automatically pushing against Star Wars has to look exactly this way. And especially, too, I think, if anything, showing uh, the difference in fighting style between Luke and Darth Vader is that, you know, Darth Vader is much more controlled and contained than, like, I feel like Luke, though, is like, yeah, I'm going to one-up you, though, because I'm scrappy. Like, you know, I grew up, like, on the streets of Tatooine. I had to fight my way through this. You've been in your suit for too long, like. You, you feel like there's that arrogance to Luke in that way. Which well, I, I see what you're saying. Which arrogance, is the whole point in this. Arrogance or fear. Like he's falling, he's falling back on the arrogance because he's terrified. But at the mm. same time, he goes after Vader. Yeah. He doesn't just like run away, which he should be doing right he now. He very much should because the point was your friends, wasn't it? Um, God, I love this hallway. I was where he's just looking about for to Vader. bring this up. I, want, that, I don't know why. There's just something incredibly satisfying about that hallway. It really, it's satisfying is the right word. Yeah. That's the one thing about it's the just set everything's design. like so neat and orderly. I want a window like that in my house. That'd be dope. God, I want that. Sarah's gonna be really mad when we when we have a house fight. <laughs> Sarah's gonna be really mad when I replace an entire wall with a put the skylight on the wall. <laughs> we had a skylight for a second. <laughs> That's just called a window, Steven. No, no. You don't understand. This is a one-to-one -one replica of the uh, window that I Luke was thrown out of. It's just money. 
This is actually the window from the set. Oh, by the way, I sold both of our I sold both of our cars. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna live the best month we can in this this place. How the property values mildly went up. God, look, Vader is such a gamer. He's chucking all of his PCs at Luke, saying, "I don't even need these anymore." These don't. This is my old one with a 1070 in it. It barely works anymore. (laughs) <laughs> with a 1070. Why do you think I joined the Empire? Graphics God, the cards way... were so hard to get. <laughs> I will say, capes are maybe the most pointless like thing uh, on they pretty have much sometimes. Yeah, yeah, to look cool. They yeah, look that's cool. a good point. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm just saying, like, in terms of functionality, like uh, practical functionality, but like the wind blowing and Vader's cape moving, you're just like, God, it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, cold, uh, cold Leia just gunning down people. Yeah, uh, oh my god. Which is like in character with everything they did in 4. Just here like it feels so much more desperate. Well, it feels much more on sub- on display as well because she's in the movie the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as opposed to, you know, she's in the beginning and then it's not about her and then it's about her. Like I I, I find that interesting. We're about to get a uh, legendary cameo or I'll call it a cameo. Oh, I, I know. It's a retroactive about. cameo. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, oh I do. Don't worry. I do. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm interested. That thing I was looking up, I was double checking his name. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm glad you know his name. I don't know his name. Where is he? There, there he is. is. Will Roe Hood, the guy carrying the ice cream maker. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that's what his woman is in, was in his hand? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an ice cream maker. <laughs> they were just like, hey, just like grab something and run. <laughs> As, something precious to you at star wars celebration one year they had a running of the will rose where just it's a bunch of people dressed up as him with ice cream oh, that is, i've seen that video that that's is amazing. the geekiest thing i've ever heard of <laughs> mostly because i just now found that out yeah i am so sorry i've been hiccuping this entire time and oh, i have no fine. idea why oh i'm just glad you could do it on the episode that i am not gonna edit so <laughs> Yup. Uh, <laughs> Did you just say hiccup? <laughs> I said yup. Oh, <laughs> might as well have been hiccup. I don't hiccup. Know. <laughs> also, R two gets a lot of like extra gadgets in this movie they didn't have before. I, he had I like lo- the telescope thing. He has his smoke. I love R 2s gadgets. <laughs> One yeah. thing that always they just get wackier, I and do. then in Attack of the Clones, he just straight up flies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even think that. I think in Revenge of the Sith, where he burns droids alive with oil and fire. super battle droids yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> burn, burn in hell. R two is op. <laughs> There's some R two is legitimately power a sadist, and I kind of love it. Uh, okay, another thing about going back to Rebels and just loving it this time around. Beforehand, I I used to really just not like chopper because oh. i thought it was wacky now i love him chopper's he's, the best he is psychotic he's yeah amazing. i've got i've got to watch rebels i honestly i gotta rewatch it because i just remember that first season just i did not oh it's like definitely him. it's oh, definitely first rough. season's not good okay cool <laughs> there's a there's an episode that dante bosco is a guest star on and then, oh, no oh yeah and i saw that. the uh the guy who voices um static shock in young justice is also voicing that's the first great episode of that show i really like that episode um Ezra has to break into an like a cadet academy, and Dante Bosco is one of the other cadets and stuff. It's great. God, Vader is such a mm. just. Look at how this brutal. is shot. The last shot was all mediums and over the shoulders, and this you're getting overhead and like from the ground up. It's so good. You know that that from is from the ground up. I don't know what dumb. I'm in there. No ground there. 
They don't be hanging out on your daddy. I'm 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 your daddy. Low angle, high angle shots. I went to film school and that. One hit to the shoulder. Well, he hasn't been hit this entire time, so. No, that's what I was saying. There we go. He segmented off a limb. Oh, he's here. We go to the mattresses too. Oh, and it is his right hand. I was right. Yeah, it is his right. Okay. I uh, I shouldn't have doubted myself. We've we don't know. He might be a lefty though. We we've gotta we've gotta have the we've gotta look at the scene. I love Toy Story too. It, that's Wait, that. what? It, it, do you not remember the scene in the <laughs> elevator with Zerg and Toy Story Two? Nah, it's been a while. Where he goes, No, Buzz, I am your father, and Tim Allen goes, No. <laughs> 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 Um, oh, gosh, really testing out Mark, Mark Hamill's acting as well in the scene is just amazing. Oh, he yeah, because he like he, he uses his voice to just sound defeated. Too. Yeah, you can hear he the like, he's angry and he's like pissed and he uh, you can hear the voice actor coming out of it in this. And the thing is, like, he never sounds to me. Mark Hamill never sounds like he should when he's playing Luke. Like, but that's not a problem. Because he sounds more real. Like, yeah. he is not polished or anything. He is yeah, just... he's raw. He's very like, raw. Like, this right here in particular, like, the way he, like, you know, the way he makes his face look and his, like, pure guttural no is, like, it's it from, like, a movie, like, watching a movie standpoint, it's almost, like, a little comical. Or at least to me it is. But, like, uh, like if this was, like, real, like, he would be having some huge emotional reaction like that. Yeah, like I'm where, just, like I'm that's actually here, like, very realistic. Like imagine if Joseph Stalin came up to you and was like, "I am your father." It'd be like, "Uh, what are you doing um, back what? from the dead, Joseph?" Yeah. <laughs> also, did you guys? How did you guys interpret him going off the ledge? Did you interpret that just as him, like saying, "Like I'm I've, out. I don't care if I die." I've had different interpretations as I've like grown up and seen it, you know, hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. There is a part of me that's just like that. He kind of just thinks like I would rather die, like actually rather die than than join uh, than join him. Which I, I think also is pretty just incredible. It and being the worst day ever. My the, my friend got frozen. My other friends, I don't know what happened. My other friends got traded. I didn't complete my training, and now I found out the bad guy's my dad, and I'm missing a hand. So, it's it's a gambit to be sure. Like he is. You know, he, he doesn't know what's coming from this, but, but like, they, they he's don't... made the heroic choice not to do the easy thing and join. Yeah. And, and and that's one thing with Luke. I've always appreciated about him as a character is that like the only temptation he really gets is towards the end with Sidious. The other time he's just like, nope, it's objectively wrong to be on the dark side. Yeah. Like he, he knows like what the right decision is. And I think that. And this is this is this is the thing that I really wanted to bring up. Yeah, it's it's a perfect parallel to um, to how Vader's lived his whole life. Like Vader's always served some kind of master, whether or not he's had the illusion of free will or not. And so, like, the thing I love so much about that scene is he's gone through his entire life doing all of this, and then he brings his son down to his knees, and he's basically giving him the choice of join me or die. And Luke actually just uses his free will and takes and makes that choice. And he's like, no, I'm not going to be a part of this system. 
I'm, I would actually rather die than join you. And I think, like, the thing that I love so much about this is this is also the last scene you kind of see Vader be truly evil. Yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't do a whole lot in Return of the Jedi, and I think there's something to say about that. And I think, I don't know, this is just, like, pure, like, headcanon for me, but I think, like, because of what just happened here, Vader starts to, like, feel turmoil even before Return of the Jedi, and he starts to, like, see the other side of it where he's just, like, Man, I've kind of just been dealing with, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, whatever what people want of me. It's I, and then of here, I, here I had, you know, this weak child in front of me that doesn't know how to do anything, and then he just, it is. He just completely he, he defied. Just, out, yeah. He it, just defied he just the dips, last fifty yeah. years of it is, my life. It is <laughs> kind of, and I'm like, that's awesome. That's so deep and so cool, and it's. It's maybe not even something that was considered in the inception of this movie, but it, I, I think it's, it's just... It's the lowest point for both characters. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, even in Return so of the great. Jedi... You love this scene. The, the body <laughs> language of Darth Vader is defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, the only time he ever kind of rears his head to be, like, authoritative in any way is, like, when he's talking to Luke on the bridge, and it's just like, I see you've constructed a new lightsaber. Like, he has that tone about him that's very, like... Hmm. Like, you really think you could do this? You will see the power of the emperor but, and all that. But it's like, other than that, he carries himself in a very and, defeated way. And even in that scene, though, you see him like, kind of tossing it back and forth, just like, yeah. because you know he's trying to like put on this presentation that he's had for the past twenty five years or whatever of like, I'm this dark lord. You're gonna join me. You're gonna do all this. And but like. Then, but like he just lets himself get vulnerable for a second and he says it's too late for me yeah and it's like that's really powerful because you know for first time you see all the regret that this man has Th- wait there it is oh second it is kiss. it is on second the lips. kiss there we go it's on the lips uh. also you it makes it even weirder because han is in carbonite now and you definitely that, said i, I think, love you i think that's supposed to be a more old-fashioned like just kind of like friendly kiss i guess like Uh, you know just how you kiss your homies (laughs) yeah no i think (laughs) girls kiss other girls (laughs) and no one bats an eye no i've definitely but i want to kiss my bros good night (laughs) i've definitely (laughs) everyone loses their minds (laughs) i've definitely seen older movies where female characters kind of dole out that type of affection a little bit more liberally than we would expect nowadays I, i I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. I'm just, I, I feel like I know the cultural context that's supposed to be coming from, but it is retroactively. It is weird. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you can justify it however you want. I, it's weird. I, <laughs> well, it's, I, I'm specifically, I get it. I'm like, specifically I get it. talking about in terms of her and Han's relationship, not her. And because obviously her and Luke is weird, but yeah, <laughs> that also wasn't planned at this point. So noisy brute, breaking away not truly committing to the love you have for him just because your other boyfriend is here c-3po you're toxic <laughs> c-3po canceled oh i did not need this scene to tell me that c-3po is toxic <laughs> I, I just he's needed, always been toxic. i just needed the entirety of star wars to tell me that uh, to take one last look at my friends oh you're gonna assume we're friends huh <laughs> that's an assumption you're making He's inserting himself into friend group friend groups. One of the most toxic things a person can do. <laughs> God, them. 
Which I didn't tell you because I didn't want to. I, I won't lie. I didn't tell you because the script wasn't finished. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> having baby McClunkin sit on me this entire time has been very comforting. I re- I was about to comment on that. Like, wow, you have really been owning. Do you this. want him back? No, you dude, you're him. fine. I don't, I, believe it or not, I'm I'm not sitting here aching. <laughs> Do you think they gave Luke this like a little prop here just so they like could hide his hand? Probably. It's probably a. It works for the scene, but also it works for practicality's sake. Yeah. That's so cool. I like I like movies. I like filmmaking. It's cool. It really is funny. Like that's one. That's a quote I remember hearing is like when people were like Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. And then someone's like, I just think Empire Strikes Back is like one of one of the best movies ever. And I'm like, just just films ever. And to be honest with you, I understand that. I, I personally, even now after rewatching this with you guys, like I will say that Return of the Jedi is still my favorite of the trilogy um but i understand why people think this is the best one like i get it you know it's kind of like how i acknowledge that like dark knight the dark knight is the quote-unquote best of that trilogy but batman begins is my favorite yeah boy yeah there we go i'm trying to find my top 100 movies uh list to see where exactly this lands because it's definitely up there it's in the top 10 Really? Um, Vader's walking away like someone's getting choked over this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Congratulations, it, Admiral, for, for your promotion. <laughs> uh, it's number seven. Wow. So, also, all three Lord of the Rings are in my top ten. That, um, <laughs> that is a very fair, fair assessment. So, uh, so now we get one of the weirder things in this movie, too, which is Lando wearing Han's clothes. Listen, he didn't he didn't have time to pack when he left. He's Billy D. Williams. You don't think packing was a priority for him? I mean, I know he's Why packing. Why is he wearing I... Han's clothes? It's weird. Listen, I know he's packing, but you know. <laughs> oh, he's was. packing, all right. <laughs> uh, he's packing, but I never have to have a bag. Do you think this uh this med droid at this point is like Luke? Please stop. I do not want to see you again. Please stop hurting yourself. I'm begging you for five minutes to rest. I don't think so. I think he's more of just chill and just thinking to himself, one one zero one one zero one one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero one. See, that's interesting. Okay, this I was thinking it was zero one one zero one zero zero one one zero one 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 zero. No, that's the bocce translation. Real quick, his hand looks cool. Yeah, I just want to say that. Great practice. While you guys are talking in binary Morse code. Um, yeah, I love the practical effect and just that always freaked me out as a kid of like having an arm that is robotic, but doesn't look like it. Oh, see, I reenacted that all the time with pencils when I was like, oh shit, I just like, I just stabbed myself. No, I just like poke each of the fingers and like have it react. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. God. And what a bleak note to end the movie on. Like, but also it's scored. Hopefully it's bittersweet. It is a bittersweet midpoint. I think very similarly when George Lucas talks about the the second act is when the the character should be at their lowest point. This movie is the second act of the trilogy. Also you know? terrible special uh special edition edition here and just like kind of photoshopping them into that window. Yeah, that's pretty not dumb. a fan. Wait, so what was it originally then? I just think it was, not see it. I think it was I, just nothing. I I, I thought it was yeah, just the shot of them looking out the window. I might be wrong about that. Well, there we have it, everyone. Woo! Empire Strikes Back. 
uh, pause it once again so we don't have the next movie auto playing on us because mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a couple months. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to wrap up the original trilogy this year. We're going to try to do a trilogy a year. That's a realistic goal. I, I, think, I, I so. think it is. Yeah. And then we'll have one year of just the in-between movies. So we'll have Solo and Rogue One and that Clone Wars. Oh, God, we will have to watch the Clone Wars movie. That was theatrically. Re- I've never seen no, it. No, I mean, That's we true. don't have to do anything. We, we can say no. No, well, we, we have to. If we want to add a third one, we can just add in the last four episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah, that, that's actually yeah. good. Yeah, that. <laughs> I love that. That's my technically speaking, that is my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> but what are takeaways from seeing Empire this time? Great movie. <laughs> what did I say in the last commentary? Yeah. Uh, still great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> said, yeah pretty no, all right. I mean, like, okay, so I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time because of my deeper appreciation for how I see the fight scene. And so, like, I mean, I've just, I'm just glad I got to finally talk about that. You saying that it really does, like, I, I, I like the fact that in these movies, like, like we were kind of talking about a little bit earlier, like the lightsaber fights are ultimately a conversation. And much like a conversation, it takes many turns with someone having the upper hand, someone not having the upper hand. Like, it's very interesting the way things are structured in this movie and kind of what they say about the characters, especially given the fact that, like, we as people who know the entirety of Star Wars can look at little moments like that, like, oh man, that actually speaks to so much about what we know outside of it. Yeah. Um, I, I personally, man, this is this is one of those movies, kind of like the original Psycho, where like I wish I could go into it completely blind, yeah, and like not know anything. I wish I could have been in a theater when the "I am your father" <laughs> comes up. Like, I really wish moments like that, you know, like you were saying about like just seeing Yoda for the first time, like little things like that that would become like so iconic to star wars but yeah i definitely appreciate it more than when i was a kid i will say it's it's not my favorite just because like i said structurally i i am just someone who likes beginnings and endings way more the middles usually bore me but great middle yeah (laughs) yeah this mid is not mid anyway um yeah no i think it speaks to the I don't even want to say the power of the movie and act like it's an objective thing, but the power of the movie has with me, like the the relationship I have with this movie. Even though we have like the volume turned down to eight on the TV and we're talking over it the whole time and I'm checking levels and all this stuff, I still feel every emotion that this movie wants me to feel. Very mm-hmm. much so. And like, yeah, I was tearing up at the Yoda scene because it's like, it's powerful filmmaking. And this takes me back to watching it with my dad the first time. This takes me back to me and Alex Seaton in theaters. I can relive every, not every, because I've seen this movie way too many times, but I can relive past moments through this movie. And that's that's not anything unique to this. There are other movies for other people that will do that. But I'm just glad that, that I will always have this movie to like go back to and to to watch to relive my past and to like just revel in. I appreciate you sharing that because like the thing is with nostalgia, nostalgia is kind of a double edged sword. A lot of the time, I feel like with nostalgia, you can look back at something and you can either like, how do I put it? With nostalgia, sometimes it can blind you, but then nostalgia can enhance things in a way that like. Not much else can. I I think a great example for me on a personal level is like, I think of things like uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which like I saw when I was six years old in the theater. 
and like loved. And then when I was a teenager, loved. And now as an adult, I cry watching them because they're more relatable than ever. Things like that, I feel like truly great stories end up transcending time. They mean something different to you or the same thing, but emphasized later on in your life. And the fact that you mentioned three separate things that you've experienced with this movie, you can, in any mood, look at this movie and be like, oh yeah, the good times. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I certainly had a good times here tonight doing this commentary with y'all. Um, I did too. And Alex I'm not has just... finally sat up from his obtuse angle yeah, and that look, he's been sitting in this entire time. Look, look the episode's over. I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and I, I want to thank y'all for uh, for listening, and I hope you guys are eagerly awaiting our Return of the Jedi commentary. I y'all. Am. Y'all want to shoot out uh, where the people can find you? Yeah, sure. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at underscore Alex Bryson, or you can find me on twitch.tv slash ST3PHE underscore. And you can find me at Steven Weben, that is S T E E B E N W E E B E N on Instagram. That's about all I'm going to shout out for right now because I really don't have anything else right now. Oh, and if you like metal music, check out Counterfeit, Counterfeit 615. Yeah, great music. I'm Caleb. You can find me at Caleb from the Real World on Instagram and YouTube. And from there, you can find my litany of other podcasts, Hot Trash Unlimited, All New 52, and The Snub Club. And you can reach out to us. I, I, we had someone reach out to us on my Instagram, and I wanted to read the thing really? off. Yeah, oh, that, really? Yeah, that'll be next next time. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, but uh, you can also reach out to us at our email, start. Star Wars Therapy Podcast at gmail.com. Guys, thank you for joining me, and you can join us next time when we talk about Star Wars and, and life. life.